Hey guys, it's following Lucha. We are the lore keepers of Lucha Underground. I am JC. I am joined by Yo, what up? It's Steven Yo, with a V. Steven with a V. Guess what? Oh, what? We are 30 plus weeks into this podcast, and the thought oh just gosh. struck me that us straining our voices to do the Lucha Underground wow every week probably yeah. isn't a great way to start a podcast. What? Um, what are you talking about? Don't you well, like my, raspy voices? Well, my throat hurts is the thing. It's never hurt before oh. after doing the wow, but it does really badly. But no, oh, raspy voices are Maybe your voice is dying. Yeah, it I, is. I could, maybe the I'm girls love, you know? As a yeah. person. You're saying is. the girls love the raspy voice? Yeah, it's all our 7% on TikTok like, you know? Our raspy voices. Mm-hmm. Our could 7% we, like, loves that. Rasp it up. Could we increase the rasp in our voice? Like, hey, Steven. Hey, hey man, I what think up? This week on <laughs> like Discord e boy like voice. Yeah. I think yeah. Anyways, you want to like describe the podcast when we do? Yeah. The so new listeners. We, uh, we watch Lucha Underground every week and we do a recap. We do current events in wrestling. We do week of when the episode aired. Um, and Steven, I think this is good. I think this will open up a wow. whole new audience for us. But. Guys, oh. today is different, guys. We're oh, not watching yeah. Lucha Underground, guys. Forget that. Forget that. Forget the format, guys. This I, I, We've started the trend, I guess, of doing it every five episodes where we watch something non-Lucha Underground, and that is our focus for the week. This is one of those weeks, and so I don't even really know what to call what we watched this week. I just know um, I did the assignment. We're going to watch every episode of the hit WWE exclusive tv show wwe slam city all right guys. guys this was an american animated tv show for the wwe network and nick tunes wow i know it's crazy it is crazy this is this, this is how you know they were putting money into the wwe network because it comes yeah. out and within the month we got slam city debuting okay so this is massive guys do you, Did you have any of the merch for this well listen it was not okay. listen don't even listening. say something like that Stephen. okay because okay. i want to know listening audience if you're out there can you sympathize with me here do you remember those little tiny wrestling toys that they used to sell at like toys r us target walmart where they weren't like yeah. actual six inch wrestling figures they were closer to like two three inches and they moved their arms up and down called rumblers because mm -hmm. i personally had a massive collection of rumblers Okay, the day that I got the Alex Riley and Miz two pack is a day I will remember for the rest of my life. Okay, wow, like that. Yeah, I know. Not something something that big doesn't happen usually, Stephen. And so mm -hmm. these little rumblers were sick, and they were cheap, and well, cheaper than real figures. But I collected the what shit for out children. of them. But this show, Slam City, the cartoon huh? style is all the wrestlers in this cartoon are the rumblers the toys in animated right. form i i would i collected rumblers i had almost every one well, these aren't these aren't rumblers these are slam city which is like basically rumblers but they stretch that's the gimmick of the toys Wait. they stretch out really much then i didn't have them they no, stretched yeah they stretched that's the plot of the show those are gimmicks. It's not the plot of the show. It's just once every few episodes, they would have a really yeah. wacky and funny voice say, Stretch move. Yeah. Stretch move. 
stretch move like that like in a musical note yeah really nice i wasn't nice i would really disagree with that statement you just made what do you mean but i would actually call the entire series that we watched because even we watched every huh? episode of slam city okay mm-hmm. which doesn't every sound like episode much. guys or it does sound you know like people a lot? have done that in the world probably like less than five thousand, dude okay no, the YouTube video you sent me with all the episodes has over 800,000 views, so... Alright, less than a million, guys, okay? Maybe. maybe. Well, then there yeah. are also people that probably watched it live on television at the time. It was a Who watches TV, viewing. dude? Who watches TV, okay? Well, n- who watches TV in 2022, but this is back in 2014 when it aired, Steven. Right, you back have when Netflix mindful. was um, a mail-in service. You're right. That's exactly right. That's, right every week, right. I would wait for my two-minute CD of Slam City to arrive in the mail, mm-hmm. and then I would send it back. It was <laughs> a great old time. Um, Steven, yeah, this now you guys sucked. know the backstory. You guys know the backstory now, guys. It, it was literally a toy commercial, right? Made to sell these little shitty um action figures for children to stretch they around. They sound and shitty because Rumblers already yeah. sucked. By adding stretchy arms, they that they suck more. There's no. I, I played with Rumblers for years, Steven. I collected Rumblers for years. Never once right. did I think to myself as I sat there playing with my miniature wrestling ring, damn, do I wish their arms could stretch. You know, that was never a function I personally needed, you know? I think the sweating gimmick that the sweat figures had were just cool. Oh you know? my god, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you fill well, them you up know with what? like a little bottle. That's that's sick. Why yeah. don't we bring is back that the sweating action figures? I think so. Are they like sponges, or is it just like you just fill it up and you just no, squeeze you, the water out? You fill up the tank inside Ahmed Johnson oh. and he pisses. It's awesome, man. Uh, who yeah. thought of that gimmick, man? Who who was like the guy in the Mattel headquarters? Like, hey guys, well, don't you, you know what wrestlers that do? Mattel. That was not Mattel. Don't you slander it, the good was name? Was it Jax or whatever? Was it Jax? It might have been even before Jax. Oh my know? gosh, who was it, before it Jax? Been, but I, I don't think it was. Okay. I don't. I Which don't toy guy, right? They went to college, right? Got a degree in business. Like, all right, I'll make him a toy maker now. They come to the meeting room at the WB or WF headquarters. Hey guys, I have an idea for you. All right. They bring out the big boy, Hulk Hogan figure. Was it Hulk Hogan? Was it The Rock at the time? Well, they had a whole bunch. Don't even. It, it was more late no. 90s era, so it, it, more okay. likely it was Dwayne. Like I got a rock toy. Yeah. Uh huh. You're like, okay, I see, I see. Proportion is, um, little big. Um, our company is based around an adult product for teenagers. But uh, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll keep going. The guy gets a water bottle. All right, Did guys. Describe. Well, hold watch on one this. second. Did you just describe action figures as adult products? No, no, no. The WWF was at the time. Well, they're oh, not adult. It's like okay. teenager, you know? Okay. And okay. They, they fill up the toy, right? It's like, wow, what could happen now, guys? Why is he putting water in that toy? He squeezes the legs of it, and the rock just starts sweating. Oh, and then all the people God. in the office are like, oh, shit. This is the next Slinky, guys. This right is here. toy making. Exactly. Oh, my this God. This is revolutionary. So right. And, and it was, and it was, because we were still talking yeah. about it 20 plus years later, mm-hmm. Steven, you know, so it was kind of revolutionary. But what I think was expensive. even more revolutionary was turning your miniature little toys into an animated cartoon series to accompany your brand new streaming network, uh, because yep. Slam City was great. And despite I loved it, it being only 59 minutes, the YouTube video to watch the entire mm-hmm. series, it felt so much longer. It oh no, it really felt so long, dude. Okay. Oh my gosh. Each episode's like two minutes without the intro, right? And oh my god, dude. It. Oh. 
I did something very uncharacteristic of me, and I watched this at one time speed because there Yo. were so many notes to take. You know? Oh my gosh. I know, I know. And but but that also That's meant crazy. that I had to watch all fifty nine minutes of Slam City, Steven. Mm. Which to to explain a little bit about what the show is, because you have to wonder, okay, the wrestling toys, uh, surely mm-hmm. they must be wrestling, right? No. No, you'd be wrong if that's what you're thinking. Oh. Uh, because no, the guys. intro of every episode that you have to skip past for all the episodes, Stephen, for the two-minute show, mm-hmm. uh, explains the entire backstory. Uh, because there is a scary man called The Finisher. He looks like he's mm-hmm. wearing Kane's mask from when he returned in 2012. Uh, and But he's not Kane, because Kane's a different character, of course. <laughs> Kane's and already so, in this show, guys. Yeah. He's just The Finisher. Think of like a... Like a He-Man villain, right? With a black mask. Yeah. That's the finisher. And he comes on the Titantron during yeah. a big John Cena versus Big Show match. Again, this is the mm-hmm. intro for every episode. And he says, on behalf of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you're all fired. Enjoy <gasps> your day jobs in Slam City. Oh my uh, goodness. And thus, Steven, the show uh, is is then all the wrestlers from WWE getting day jobs. Oh my gosh, that but must really little, suck. They're little stretchy cartoon people. It's just like forgot. Joey Ryan, dude, when he got fired from being a wrestler and has to get a day job at Disney until they found out he was working at Disney. Um, they fired him. Well, yeah, I don't know if I'd say just like it, but it's it's comparable, sure. It's similar, yeah, yeah. It's there are shades, yeah. yeah. I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, if those were realistic. Even, everyone would have been like a real estate agent. I'm just saying. I mean, honestly, yeah, a real estate agent and a chef that would be awesome. Yeah. Everyone is just Bo Dallas. That would be but, sick, Stephen. But guys, we gotta start describing this show now because that intro plays for every episode, guys, and does not get old ever. And, and the reason we keep mentioning Ever. it plays for every episode cause, is because Steven and I watched almost 30 episodes of Slam City. So we saw the intro, or at least skipped past it, over 20 times. 20 times, baby! I mean, sometimes they didn't play. That was pretty nice. I know, um, I enjoyed that. But what sometimes instead we got treated yeah. to was a nice BT Sport ad, because whoever recorded this shit was in the UK. So if you want to go to a UK live event, guys, in 2014, you are <laughs> The Wales set. event, dude? Uh-huh. Oh my uh-huh. goodness. I love BT Sports. Roman wasn't even in this show, dude. Roman was in the BT Sports ads, but he wasn't even in, like, in the show itself. No, you No, I don't really think he wasn't. existed yet. Because it's like stop motion, right? The show isn't like animated in like CG or that hand-drawn. shit is not stop it's just motion. Stop motion? No, it is stop motion. No, it is not. I think it is legit stop motion. I swear on everything, it's not stop motion because the action figures don't look like that. No. Steven. No. It's. You think they'll like this? this? I guys, I implore everyone listening to following Lucha to just watch mm-hmm. a single Slam City episode. Again, they are only two minutes. Simply a, a yeah. YouTube search will help you. And if you walk away from it thinking it is stop motion, there is something wrong with you. What do you mean? Steven. It is stop motion. No, it is not. There might not. be like some CG involved. It's like Robot Chicken. When you say, Steven, it is stop motion, are you saying that because you have confirmation? Yeah, it is stop motion. Where do you have the confirmation, Steven? Um, Wikipedia says... Oh, okay. Okay. Um, what does it say? The series filmed in the next generation of stop animation. Next generation um, stop animation, you called it. Stop motion animation. Oh, s- yeah. Next generation stop motion. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, can I don't you know Google, what that means. Can you Google what next generation stop motion is, Steven? Alright, alright, alright. We gotta look it up before we actually describe the episode. Okay, because I am watch. very familiar with stop motion. Uh, yeah, you done Steven. it? Little 12 year old Lego? Made stop motion videos all the time. Not with Legos, well, no? but with WWE basic and elite action figures. I even did one Rumbler uh, stop motion, which I remember quite fondly. Wow. Um, and I can't I, find anything about it next generation so it might just be like a, a mix of like cg and stop motion of clay it sounds to me like maybe they just that's what they're calling it because they use the in action figures as inspiration you know maybe because like, maybe i don't i don't think so steven i really no. i honestly don't think so but either way regardless of what animation style it is i hope we're in agreement that it shouldn't exist um it right. was bad it was a terrible show which is why we're going to recap every episode of Slam City, baby. I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm really delaying it, Steven. I would what do you sometimes, mean? I don't want to talk about it. I would pause great. every episode. Oh, not every episode. Sometimes I would yeah, pause Yeah, that's even longer if you pause it. Well, no, no I would shit pause, why you thought it was so long, dude. Shut up. I would pause and take a break and like do something else. I started it last night, right? And mm -hmm. then I'd be like... Do I really want to go back to watching it? <laughs> and never did I. I never had the what motivation. Like, yeah, let me hit that play button, baby. No. That's what I've been doing, dude. I watched it in one sitting, you know? I was, like, also, like, playing poker. Mind poker of myself. But, um... You're a fake fan. You should have been taking really extensive it. notes. I like did I take was. notes, though. Extensive right, ones? Then. Whatever. I guess it's time to this recap your, the show, Your idea then. was to watch Slam City. Yeah. So, Steven, I am giving you the reins. You can take Alrighty. over. Let everyone know. Walk us through then. Slam City. So we start with episode one. Auto-tude adjustment. WWE superstar John Cena takes a job as a mechanic and finds himself in a whole new world after being fired from WWE. Yeah, guys. How John episode, Cena is... How did I feel? Oh, I felt great, Steven. Yeah. John you want to Cena... recap it? You want to recap it, man? I would love nothing more because I am just so thrilled to see that John Cena was able to find a gainful employment after being released by the World Wrestling Federation, Steven. Um, mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, he is a mechanic now. And in this episode, he has to prove himself to his boss because he's on a job search, actually. So he goes mm -hmm. into an auto shop. He's like, Mr. Boss, I want a job. And then the boss says, well, John, only if you can do the three things that every auto mechanic can do. And John said, I can do it. And the things John Cena had to do was perform um, an oil change. Which Pretty easy for him, you know? Very quickly, in under mm -hmm. 10 seconds. And then... John Cena is known for his speed, guys. He you is, didn't know. He is, he is. Mm -hmm. And then, Stephen, he did a 40,000 point inspection. Oh I know. And he did it oh also goodness. in less than 10 seconds. So... John this mechanic guy's like, oh my gosh, this guy's like God, dude, ascended. He is so grateful that God has sent yeah. him a John Cena to work in his auto body shop, Steven. He is so mm -hmm. fortunate for it. Um, and then the final task, though, because there were three tasks Cena had to complete to prove he could work there. The third one mm -hmm. was to find his boss a girlfriend. <gasps> Does he do it? Does John Cena get his boss a girlfriend? Well, John Cena's or boss boyfriend? is extremely ugly is the thing. And so Ooh. John Cena takes the cleaning equipment for a car, shoves it into his boss's face, thus cleaning his face, making him more attractive, and then saying, I can't get you a date, but I can make you less ugly. Um, actually, wow. the, the exact wording is, 
would you settle for a third less ugly? That That's what John Cena says. So it's clever. It's a good quote, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good words to live by, man. And John Cena has the, job, your level. the point. Congrats yeah. to John. He and also, this. like, mention, uh, like, every character in the show is a WWE wrestler, right? Um, but their voice actors try nothing to sound like the wrestlers themselves. Okay, I did forget. I got so used to it yeah. by the hour, um, by the end of the hour, Steven. But no, uh-huh. none of them sound remotely like the characters they are playing. It is not the no. wrestlers voicing themselves, unfortunately. Um, they don't but have it would be money to hilar- do that. Imagine if they did, and this is what it sounded like. Everyone was mm-hmm. doing their best to just not sound like themselves. That'd be awesome. Um, but no, it, it's really um. sad. And I also learned from this first episode like what the show is in that yeah. it's just like all like that really like cringeworthy awkward like 2012 humor you know like Maybe. john cena's boss keeps saying to john cena and no freeze framing on the job because john oh cena like does... the meta the meta commentary stuff right yeah That's that kid shows do sometimes it's it's it yeah. sucked it, it sucked. Also, guys, every time um, they introduce a wrestler, it freeze frames on them, and it has, like, a name on them, and it plays their theme song. Pretty sick. That's the thing that John yeah. Cena is not allowed to do at work. But, but remember that, because we'll call back to mm-hmm. it later. So, Long-term booking, guys. Yep. So then, we start with episode two. Alberto the Barista. Coffeehouse Barista extraordinaire Alberto Del Rio finds himself at odds with a very unsatisfied customer, Damien Sandow. So yeah, Alberto Del Rio works at a coffee shop. And again, having the hindsight of watching all the Slam Cities, can we just talk yeah. about two weeks in a row, we're going to praise how good Alberto <laughs> Del Rio is. Because Alberto, dude, Alberto is fucking sick in this episode, dude. A shining employee who cares about nothing more than making sure the customer mm-hmm. is satisfied, Steven, okay? He wants yeah. everyone to walk out of there with a smile on their face and a coffee in hand, you know? Mm-hmm. And so first and he Sandow serves- And is there and he's just a dick, dude. Well, I mean, first he serves a dog catcher, which is cool. Just right. some random dog catcher Alberto makes a coffee for. His and art stuff, by the way, the dog catcher is a lot different from the characters in the show. Cause he's not he based off a toy. He's just a random clay motion, like clay model. Yeah. He's just out of place. He yeah. doesn't look anything like the rest. Weird. You were correct, Steven. Uh-huh. And uh, that, that, that's where Damien Sandow walks in. Shouts out to Damien Sandow for being in the WWE <laughs> at this time. Um, uh-huh. And he, he's a Voiced by William Calavert. Wow, I love him. And I so, know, right? Damien walks Sonic in. Sonic 2. It, great news for all of us. <laughs> he says, yeah. Alberto, you gave me a coffee earlier. And it has too much foam in it, and you know I don't like foam. And Alberto says, no, I'm so sorry, let me get that fixed for you. And then Damien Sandow says, whoops, and throws the coffee in Alberto's face. Which leads to Damien Sandow getting beat the shit out of by Alberto El Patron. And he then grows, the dog. He, he makes the coffee shop into like a wrestling ring. They start like tumbling with each other. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. Hey, guys. Want to hear about one of the many tropes in this show? Well, a wrestler will grab some element from their environment and make an impromptu wrestling ring out of it. In this instance, <laughs> they had movie ropes at a coffee shop. And he turned the movie ropes into a wrestling ring. So that crazy, was dude. awesome. Um, yeah, but- and that's just a dick in this show, dude. It was crazy. Like, he just goes in random stores, harasses the employees. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why does he just start beating up Starbucks employees, man? 
What would Sandino do that? It's I don't awful. know, man. I don't know, but I like the part where Alberto Del Rio had Damien Sandow pinned to the ground. He was in a very vulnerable state. Alberto mm -hmm. shoves a coffee machine into Damien's mouth and unleashes it full force. It just comes, into dude. Damien's it was crazy. Head. Cream pours out of Damien's head, his mouth, dude. his ears, his eyes, and then he sits up off the ground, yeah. this disheveled, this beat-up Damien Sandow, and there's foam everywhere, and the mm -hmm. dog catcher is still there, and he says, oh yeah. my god, this man must have rabies, or as you put it, Steven, rabies, and so rabies, the dog bro. catcher swings his net and captures yeah. the rabid Damien Sandow. What That's an episode. Sandow, man. Good captured. Episode like a wild animal that he is. I think new bit, Steven, for this episode and this episode only, let us rate the episodes of Slam City. Okay. Where would you put the John Cena auto mechanic episode? Um, I'll have to give it three added, three tires. I'd no. give it two and a half it's like tires. A setup. Wow. Uh -huh. And then Alberto, I'll give like three coffees, maybe? I thought it was, um, no, maybe four coffees, maybe four coffees. I'd give it three and three quarter tires in the alberto that's good tires yep good tires. very good tires very good tires, tires. next so, episode <laughs> episode three a big brawl when wwe superstar big show finds himself having car problems mechanic john cena must deal with this new unruly customer can i make a confession yeah this episode wasn't in the youtube video i didn't watch it sick it wasn't for me either next episode <laughs> Episode 4. Yeah, fuck that YouTube video, by the way, guys. It wasn't the complete collection. Liars. I would like to rate that episode 0 out of 5 tires. 0 tires. Official following Lucha rating. Fuck the big show. Because he's not in any yeah. other episode. <laughs> he's only in the intro for us, dude. <laughs> he is. Episode 4. Cafeteria Chaos. Kane is enjoying his post as a chef. So when Santino Morella comes to the scene and attempts to take over, the big red monster steps up to defend his position. Okay, so in terms you can understand, uh, Kane is a lunch lady. Okay, the yeah. big red monster, the big red machine, uh, one half of the Brothers of Destruction, a formerly a corporate giant, now the mayor of Glen County. Kane, that Kane, he, he's a lunch lady in a cafeteria at an, an elementary school or a high school or a middle I school? I think it's elementary. It's either elementary or middle school, uh, as okay. we confirm in one of the later episodes. You're right, you're right, Steven. Yeah. And so, basically, Kane is there, and then Santino wanders in, right? Is it, do I have the right episode? Oh. Is this the one where mm -hmm. Santino shows? Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. This one where he comes are... up, and he's like, hey, kids, I'm going to cook the food better than you. And he has, like, an Italian accent, right? He That's does. pretty sick. Because there are and then so Kane's many episodes, like... Kane episodes in Slam City, okay? Yeah. They're I all the same. I apologize if I get any of them just combine together? A little bit. And also, we watched yeah. them all out of order. So that didn't help mm -hmm. either. But now he's out of order too, guys. It was like in the middle of the the video. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was pretty Finale sick. came 25 minutes into the 59-minute video, man. It was sick as so, hell. So, guys, in this episode, right, Cynthia's like, I can cook better than you, Kane. And Kane's like, dude, I eat souls, bro. Actual quote, by the way. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I like the part um, where Santino says, I can make more authentic Italian pizza than you can, Kane. And then he takes his shoes off and sticks his feet in the pizza. Mm -hmm. That's and the pizza sauce, awesome. you start stomping on tomatoes, dude. And all the kids are like, ew, I don't want your stinky feet in my 
tomato sauce. That's hilarious. Nasty. Whoever wrote Um, for this show, we need them on following mm -hmm. Lucha Steven. Okay. I should be like a really big writer or something. They better be. They're a creative mastermind. Okay. Santino's stinky feet were on the pizza. That is funny. You just don't understand humor. Kane murders Santino. He well he he flattens Santino, the man, like Santino Morella, the wrestler man. He flattens Mm -hmm. him, shoves him into a pizza box, pours cheese and pepperoni on him, and then throws him out the window of the cafeteria, where he lands on a picnic table, where it looks like a young AJ Lee is sitting. And then AJ Lee Lee. I think that's AJ Lee, yeah. Okay, okay. She looks so happy. She's like, oh my god, I have free pizza as I sit here outside the school. And then she opens up the pizza box, and it's Santino. And then, haha, she's scared. It's funny. She murders Santino by eating him, turning her into oh, a cannibal. Shit. Wow, I didn't know this. Dark AJ episode, lore. guys. That was kind of dark. That was kind that's of how dark. she gone. That's how she gets crazy canonically in WWE. Mm, mm, yeah, mm, that makes yeah. Men- much sense. It makes much sense. Steven, episode, episode five. Wait, we didn't rate it. Um, four pizzas. I'll give it four pizzas. I think Ooh. it was the best episode so far. I'd say two tires. Not even close Ooh. to the best episode. Oh my gosh. That's not hey. that many tires, dude. That's only like no. bicycle tier right there. Exactly. Um, Episode five, The Crossing Guard. Rey Mysterio springs into action and traffic refuses to stop to allow Skulltron to cross the road safely. Um, okay, so again, in terms that people can understand, Rey Mysterio is a crossing guard. He wow. is trying to stop cars from going fast so we can help the kids get across the street. Um, mm-hmm. But not only kids, he also helps old women. He helps an old lady cross the street, Stephen. Okay, this this, this very mm-hmm. old lady. And she's so happy. She's like, thank you, Ray. You're so kind. You're so sweet. Um, and then school gets out. But oh. Rey Mysterio's on the wrong side of the street. He can't help the kids oh, across. Oh, my God. And I think to myself, oh, my God. If only there were a crossing guard nearby to help him across the street. Why Why is this plot? Why is it a pl- plot that the crossing guard can't get back to the other side of the street? He doesn't have the it's power. It's his whole job. He's just a dude, you know? He doesn't have the what power to, like, stop then? traffic. What does it matter if he's on that side or this side if he can't stop the traffic? Well, in this episode, he's, he just beats up cars. Like, Rey Mysterio that's how is he, a that's how he serial traffic. truck driver yeah. murderer. Like, this episode, Rey Mysterio just starts beating up vehicles in the road. Like, they just want to go to work, you know? Like, all right, guys, I'm late to work. Shit, I got to go there. They start, they get in their car, they start zooming right in traffic. And there's, like, a little, this little, like, luchador just punches their truck and just breaks it open. It was crazy. This I don't know how he does it. When I learned about their stretching capabilities, because Rey Mysterio yeah. has a pattern of stretching his arms to grab onto a telephone pole, swinging around it, and unleashing his full momentum and body weight into the windshield of a truck. Again, killing the truck driver. There's no other explanation. Okay? That's brutal. But then, like, there's this one truck, right? It looks like the wrestler, the finisher from the beginning of the show's intro. The one who fired everyone. Yeah. But then, Brains is like, oh, shoot, it's too fast. I can't stop it. But then, all of a sudden... The grandma from the beginning of the episode kicks the truck and murders one of the finisher's goons, maybe? Uh, Another truck driver. We don't know. We don't know who the finisher is, Stephen. In lore, Um, maybe the finisher is just like a very, like, just well-known guy. You know, maybe he owns his own business. This could just be a guy driving his truck. 
you know? Mm -hmm. On his way home to see his kids. Like an exactly. Amazon driver, man. Exactly. And the grandma's like, she pulls out a luchador mask. All right, I'm late for my lucha meeting. He pulls it on, and she um goes out of frame. And then Rey Mysterio that's, says, oh, you're so silly, abuela. Um, or that's abuelita, the episode, guys. Whatever grandma is in Spanish. And I rate it four cars. I like the cars getting wrecked. It was pretty sick. Very okay. cinematic. I quite liked this one. I'll, I I might get yeah. also four tires, Steven. Um, primarily because Rey Mysterio is confirmed murderer uh, in this mm -hmm. episode, okay? You and thought I he was getting murdered that. all this time, dude. No, he's the murderer here, guys. All right, he survived. Everything Cliff you've jumps? seen on screen His in eyes WWE. eyes got taken out? Everything Rey Mysterio related you've seen on WWE from 2012 forward is karma. It's a facade. What's karma for him murdering all these men many years and women many years ago? Oh. You know? His nice it's, act of being like a family man. It's all a facade, man. It is. Thank no God wonder Dominic's why Dominic turned on him. Exactly. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. goodness. Now he's with and the so real guys, family. Episode 6. Surround, pound, and stadium beating. Part 1. This is our first two-parter, guys. Seamus uses powers as a theater usher by confronting a rude moviegoer, resulting in being thrown. Hey, Steven, I, 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 I hate to interrupt you, but um, it yeah. wasn't a two-parter. Apparently, it was a three-parter, but we didn't have access to the third part. So I just want to put oh. that out there. Yep. Oh, um, But okay. we can really okay. discuss those first two parts. Mm -hmm. So, um, so um, what happens in this episode of Slam City, man? I'm going to be very straight up, right off the bat here. I am giving this episode, these two episodes of Slam City, zero out of five tires. What? Zero. Why zero tires? Because it was the most miserable experience watching it. Okay? <laughs> it was just a bunch of movie references. That's all it was. That's probably they why got, um, I didn't get a single one. Because You didn't get Rob, the Star Wars one? They were using lightsabers? Yeah, and they played the music. Ooh, cool. Oh, Brock Lesnar is at a black and white movie screening, Steven. You know? Mm -hmm. He is in a crowd of people watching a black and white movie. He's on his phone playing mobile games. He is laughing mm -hmm. loudly in the theater. Uh, he doesn't have he, a job, by the way, guys. He, he, he's one of the only wrestlers in this show without a job. It's true. It's true. But you don't need a job when you live on a farm, Steven. That's what you forget. Spare. He is also eating popcorn. And he is also blowing an air horn in the movie theater. Okay? All <laughs> oh of my this gosh. is what Brock Lesnar is doing. Um, uh -huh. And then when Brock Lesnar finally spoke out loud, I could not have been more astounded. Okay? They could not have cast a least less <laughs> representative person for the Beast Incarnate. This guy sounded not... Steven. They got Chris. They got Christopher Corey Smith to voice Brock Lesnar. They didn't even give him a country accent. You yeah, know? And? It just, his I voice felt is a like... Little... His voice is a little deeper. I guess. I Makes guess feel so. better. Yeah. It just felt oh. disingenuous is the thing. And so... I just, uh, basically, Brock is being annoying in a movie theater. Seamus got a job, unlike Brock. Seamus is an usher in the movie theater. And he comes over mm -hmm. and he says, Hey, Brock, you better stop that. Um, because Brock Lesnar pulls out a giant sub sandwich. And Seamus remembers that outside the theater, there is a big sign that says, No outside food allowed. So Brock well, Lesnar is not allowed to That's the have reason this why, guys. He's that's interrupting the, the movie, by the way. Yeah, that's the reason. 
and <laughs> it's not the air horn. It is the sub sandwich. And Sheamus mm-hmm. uh, fucks up Brock Lesnar so bad, okay? They got the roles so reversed in these episodes because Sheamus beats the shit out of Brock. And he pulls off his underwear at one point. He violates the man and rips off his Gary. underwear before Seamus eats Irish spinach and turns into the Hulk. Steven, have mm-hmm. I told a single lie so far? No, this is all canon. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, and that is uh, only part one because in part two... Uh, well, no, you can't go to part two. That isn't air yet. But um, this episode ends with Seamus throwing Brock Lesnar into the movie. And then Brock's like, oh, no, you can't do that, brother. Come in here, Seamus. You got to beat me up in the movie. And then Seamus like, all right, I guess I'll be in the movie now. And he jumps into the movie screen. It was awesome. If you Again, if you don't understand, these two men, Seamus, Seamus O'Shaughnessy and Brock uh-huh. Lesnar, have just leapt, either leapt or been thrown into the movie screen in front of the crowd of people. Um, yeah. Me- meaning not not that they break the movie and it ends for everyone, but instead that they enter into the realm of film and they become part of the movie, just so we're all on the same page. Um, and you also left um, out the part two where Brock is just doing Arnold bodybuilding poses and the right because he's in the movie him. he wants to show off. Yeah, he does. That's, That's what Seamus is for. like. I've had enough, and he jumps in. I had enough, brother, and he jumps in. And yep, um, to be continued. Steven, when are we allowed to talk about part two? Um, I, um, later episode, see episode seven, cold, stone cold, when stone so, cold w- see when Austin. Do, when do we get to talk about the end? Well, I, a lot of the following Lucha listening audience and um, ninjas and episode ninjas eleven, episode eleven, no, episode eleven. Okay, so guys, just hang yeah. in there. We're almost there. Um, yeah. When okay. stone cold Steve Austin drops into the coffee shop. Superstar barista Alberto Del Rio attempts to discover the secret behind a stone-cold latte. I don't have much in the way of notes here. Stone-cold ordered from Alberto the barista. Again, killer barista. We love Alberto. And he wants Mm -hmm. his coffee stone-cold. But I lied. This episode is very important in the lore of Slam City because it introduces another one of the returning themes and tropes that they use ad nauseum. And that is because Stone Cold wants his coffee so cold, he wants it stone cold. And Alberto keeps trying mm-hmm. to find the way, ways to make it colder and colder and colder, and they're just not good enough for old Stone Cold. So at one point, Alberto throws the coffee into the sky, into the atmosphere, outside the atmosphere. It goes in the outer space, and it freezes right. in an outer space before falling back down into the coffee shop. He and Stone the- Cold, man. He's like, this ain't Stone Cold. And Bert's like, yeah? Bet, dude. Try it. Bet. Then Stone Cold drinks the coffee. Yeah, it's pretty Stone Cold. And he burps and freezes Santino Morella, I think. Yep, that is what happens. (laughs) Santino Uh, just gets murdered. It is unfortunate. Santino is no longer with us. He has been frozen to death by Stone Cold Steve Austin. But the returning theme that we will see many a time throughout the series is things being thrown into outer space and freezing. It wasn't funny the first time, and I promise it doesn't get any funnier as it goes on. And what? This what is do you something mean? You might. I, I was like, 
blown away they did this to begin with. I was like, that is a very like niche thing. I wouldn't think the way you make something cold is by launching it into outer space. But it makes sense, you know, scientifically speaking. I guess so. You're right. Scientifically, actually, it does no, because then it would go down in orbit and heat up. So it's wrong. No, it makes sense scientifically, okay. Stephen. You're just not considering the science. Um, but right. I was just so, like so weirded out by it to begin with. Uh, but then the the creative team is just so strapped for content, so strapped for ideas. They return to this so many times. Maybe they just had one set to use, and that's what they wanted to use it on. Freezing oh. stuff in outer space. Yeah, they made that set specifically for like the entire show. I guess so. no, they're not gonna waste it for one episode. Um, but yeah, Anyways, no, that's that's it. Stone Cold. I would rate it. Um. Or two coffees it really wasn't that interesting it was just one joke the entire time i'll give it two um, car or sorry two tires as well like it wasn't offensive you know it's just kind of like boring nah, and again it's very pivotal to the lore for the following episodes so yeah so episode eight hot enough for ya kane presents a dish of meatloaf to an unappreciative child who wishes that his lunch was hotter but kane is happy to meet his demands Hey guys, Kane is a lunch lady still. And mm -hmm. all the kids are like, fuck you, Kane. We miss the old lunch lady. And Kane Yeah, she's is just... cooler. And it like pants to a picture of the lunch lady who's like a real <laughs> woman on the wall. A real life woman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you think it was funny when Kane got upset and he set the, the image of the woman on fire, set it ablaze? Oh, it was pretty epic, dude. Uh-huh. I laughed out loud. And then... Uh -huh. Uh, a kid comes up to Kane, and you're exactly right, Steven. He complains about his cold meatloaf, and Kane says, Kid, I'm going to make this the hottest meatloaf you've ever had in your life. And then he sets the cafeteria on fire, burns he makes the it meatloaf. Hell. He makes it hell on earth, Steven. He sets it mm -hmm. on fire. He puts the meatloaf in an electric chair and gets the largest pepper ever seen on earth and dumps all of its juices onto the meatloaf that has been electrocuted and set on fire. And then he puts it on a plate for the kid and he said, kid, you're going to eat this in front of me. And the kid is like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay. he has it shoved in his <gasps> mouth by Kane. And the kid's face turns red. He starts welling up, Steven. He, this kid's about to explode as the steam oh my rises. Gosh. And then it goes away. The, the, the redness goes away. The kid looks at Kane with the, the doughiest eyes you've ever seen in your life. And he says, Kane, that is the best tasting meatloaf I have ever had. And then everyone loves him. Oh, the is... kids come out and they want meatloaves. It was awesome. And the episode ends with Kane shooting fire on the kids. So I think he murdered the children at the end of the episode. But they were asking for it. They wanted the fire, you know? And who is Kane to, to deprive these kids of what they want for a lunch, Steven? Yeah. Okay? And if, if yeah. Great episode. If... <sighs> you are so right. I will give Great this episode. episode a confident and firm five out of five tires oh my gosh i'm gonna four meatballs because i didn't see the kids die oh you'd prefer if the kids had died on screen yeah, it's kind of implied yeah okay episode I nine how hard, well oh. I, I i'd like to actually spend a little bit more time on that one steven if you don't mind okay. um because okay. i found it really heartwarming you know which i don't find a lot of these uh slam city episodes are usually they end yeah. in violence and chaos and this one was just a heartwarming tale very all around 
It was. Very wholesome cane tail. Because the one joke that he's not a woman. That's I think there was a heavy implication. Show. A heavy implication the previous lunch lady is Maybe dead, he is a woman. By the way. Um, <laughs> you think Kane murdered her? Like, here, let me get your job and just burns her alive. That very, that is very possible, Steve. Well, very possible. But next episode. Episode 9. Perky the Penguin. Mark Henry goes head to head with an evil animatronic penguin to win the soul of the children's birthday pizza haven. To win the soul? Yeah. Of the children's birthday pizza haven. Yeah, soul. I don't know Soul, but um, okay. maybe it's the arcade Soul. Because uh, Mark know. Henry works out like a Chuck E. Cheese equivalent, right? But it's based off Penguin, so it's like a Freddy Fazbear theme. If you will, yeah. Stephen. Uh, especially mm -hmm. if, I guess, souls are being eaten. Um, that's yeah. cool. I like this. I like this. Did this come out before or after uh, Five Nights after. at Freddy's? When did Five no, Nights no, at Freddy's come out? 2014? Oh, this is also this 2014! That's probably before, right? Because you have to animate it then, I assume. Oh my god, these were spiritual competitors. Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> in Slam City, you know? This is messed up. This is Basically, messed up. Basically, Mark Henry, um... Just is a penguin. Is haunted by, like, these animatronic penguins. These entire episode. Well, yeah, Mark Henry is a penguin mascot for the Arctic-themed Chuck E. Cheese. And at one point, he throws cheese and pepperoni onto an animatronic i don't remember quite why but it makes the animatronic malfunction and turn into an evil little robot demon um that beats the fuck out of Mark maybe Henry. it's like the soul of the dead children you know and they get stuff to the animatronic penguins maybe that's that's really that's, that's my interesting, theory Steven. we could we yeah. could run with that that has legs i think mm -hmm. um but basically mark henry gets beat up by the penguin and then mark henry beats up the penguin and all's well that ends well. So. Oh no, he's frozen for me. Oh, now he's back. Oh, and Steven, yeah, you're frozen for me. Um, but it's okay. It, this is on brand, you know? We're talking about uh, Preggers? What is it called? Pe pe Perky Perky's? the Penguin. Perky the Penguin, you know? it's so, This is ideal time Maybe as ever the for us to freeze. Maybe it's like Perky the Penguin pizza. I think Mark know? is the, the Perky the Penguin. Um, you know. Also, Mark likes to say, That's what I do! Well, that's because that was, cause his, that catchphrase. was his, his catchphrase in real yeah. life, Steve. I don't know if you remember. Um, uh, episode... Oh, I read it two, one ice cream. I thought it was really oh, boring. I wouldn't rate it one. I'd probably give it... Uh, maybe three, honestly. I'll give it three, three? tires. What's mm -hmm. about tires, dude? Episode 10. Sunday in the park with punk. I take it back. After I give it two and a half tires. Oh, my goodness. After CM Punk spills something on the Miz's immaculate business suit, the two enter a battle to determine who will foot the dry cleaning bill. Okay, guys, CM Punk is an ice cream man. It's funny because mm -hmm. he he wants ice cream bars. Do you get and it? And when they cut to CM Punk, they did the cut the the stop gag with him where it has like his title card and plays uh -huh. his theme song. They couldn't play his theme song because they don't own the rights to that song. So it's like a generic like um guitar solo. That's tough. They didn't play Kill Switch Engages This Fire Burns nope. either. Oh. Nope. That's um, rough. That's rough. Uh but Steven, CM Punk is an ice cream man and he has a decapitate yeah. decapitated cow with him mm -hmm. on the job. And it who talks. he sends into the sky to I freeze. assume it's like he murdered the cow, right? Well, the or cow he's is... the one who decapitated the cow. I'm not quite sure. The head is sentient, from what we can gather, unless that is also an <laughs> animatronic, but I don't think it is. It seems to have feelings. 
Um, so I'm right. just I'm a little confused on all fronts. But there is a large cow head that talks and moves uh, above CM Punk. Uh, which is cool, mm-hmm. I think. The Miz shows up, though, and this is my dream episode, okay? The Miz and Fire CM favorites. Punk in one episode of Slam City. A boy couldn't ask for more. And a cow. The <laughs> cow. And a cow. Yeah. Uh, by the way, right when here. The Miz shows up on screen, I am so confused. Because this man looks like anyone but Mike the Miz Mizanin. In fact, trying to sound he looks like him either. almost identical to Robert De Niro and Cody Rhodes. Uh, but wow. definitely not The Miz. Steven, where do you um, weigh in? So basically in this episode, right? CM Punk's making his ice cream and he he's so good at making ice cream that he just he's spilling it everywhere, right? And then one piece of ice cream falls on the Miz's suit and he's like, really? Really? You're gonna have to pay for this punk. And Punk's like, fuck you. No. Um, well, also, you forget the part the where Miz. the Miz tried stealing CM Punk's tip jar, which was <laughs> great. Yep. I mean, that's pretty accurate to real life, though. Like, yeah. That sometimes happens. Um, so the CM Punk's like, all right, Miz, fuck you, throws the Miz into space, murders the Miz, makes him to like an ice cream cone and just like eats him, I guess. That, and you're, you're counting it right, guys. That was two times in this one episode we had someone sent into space to be frozen. So we are just, getting our money's worth. They made the set, you know? With they had to get set. their money's worth with that set, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, I will give this episode, despite it having the Miz and CM Punk in it, you know? and I Never I gonna so happen, tempted. by the way, ever in reality. So, well, s- well, suck your bloodthirsty covered Saudi dick or whatever. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> um, or blood money covered dick. Something to that, um, to mm-hmm. that point. Steven. Uh, I am so tempted to give it a five, just on the basis of these characters. I'm gonna give it a four. I feel like they could have done more with the Miz's character in this well, episode rather than just being a dick. Exactly. Or CM Punk. Rather... CM Punk's kind of like bland in these. Um, CM Punk's shorts. an asshole. Okay, CM Punk's yeah. an asshole here. Um, unlike real life, of course. Uh, the oh. Miz also an asshole in in Slam City. But I'm yeah. going to say, Stephen, that again, I'm so tempted to give this a good rating because I like the two of them. But I have to say, the creativity behind the episode um, was just not there, okay? No? You think there's more she can do with an ice cream man for a plot? I feel like there was more. I feel like there was more. There yeah. there was meat left on the ground. That's not the phrase, okay. but in this case, there was meat on the ground, Stephen. Ice cream in this case? Maybe so, maybe so. Uh, there was ice cream left in the cart, and because of that, I'm only able to give it three tires out of five. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I know. Anyways, guys, we were waiting for episode 11, Surround, Pound, and Stadium Beating Part 2. As Seamus and Brock Lesnar continue their battle to determine who is in charge of the movie, they travel into the Old West. Okay, guys, if you don't remember, Seamus and Brock Lesnar are fighting in the movies, and so Mm -hmm. they are. They're in the Old West, Stephen. First, they're in the black and white film. Uh, where they're fight, fighting with a sub and a lightsaber. And then they uh-huh. show up in the Old West. And Brock's sandwich disappears when they switch to the Old West. And Seamus says, your sandwich is gone because sandwiches didn't exist back in the Old West. Dumbass. But, I mean, though, I'm pretty sure they did exist. Well, they probably, sandwiches probably did exist, yes. But also by yeah. that logic, and maybe this is just one of the funny jokes that went over my head. Um, mm-hmm. I believe the black and white movie, would that not have been before the Old West? 
No, Old West is very old. Um, very old. But they don't old have technology West in the Old West. In color. I thought old no, West they're in the in Old color. West itself. Old West movies are not taking place in the modern day of when they it's... came out. Okay, so in this universe, I assume a movie is like a retrospective like tale, right? Of like footage. Found footage from back in the days of the Old West, right? But okay. I think they're in a time capsule of the Old West. Like, it's not a movie. They're in the actual Old West. Oh, shit. Yeah. They're just in a desert with tumbleweeds. Yeah, they, they time traveled. Um, But then Seamus is like, hey, hey, security, you're gonna make, don't don't ever do code blah, blah, blah. And then the security guy's like, Four? All right, no, no, gonna... no, 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 that's not what he says. Hold on. He you wrote says, it down? Listen, you're getting the plot all mixed up here and shame on you for it. Seamus gets oh, back no. on his walkie-talkie at the movie theater, and he says, uh-huh. Oh, man, just you... Well, he's actually not. He's holding it up to his face for no reason. And he says, Oh, Brock, you don't want me to call for a 436A. And then the walkie-talkie goes off, and they say, Oh, Seamus, you want a 436A? And then Seamus mm-hmm. is like, No, fella, I don't. But then he drops it, and it breaks. And so oh, no. they get sent into the 436A. What could it be? What could it be, Steven? It's a rom-com. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it was uh-huh. so bad. Like what And they start dancing and not kissing cuz that's for, not for children. And this is um, where episode 2 ends and we never know how it ends cuz we don't get part 3. Nope. I don't think there is a part 3 ever actually. That's legit I read how it. it. Ends. I I read the synopsis earlier for plot 3. Oh, I don't see an episode. Maybe there is I one. Swear. Oh, there is, there is. Okay, I All thought right. so. Thank um, God we watched the entire show, guys. Thank um, goodness we can give you this complete season retrospective. One. <laughs> I think in my head, they're just stuck in the movie forever, the rom-com. They start, like, making out, having children. I hope they do have a life the together. Movie. You know, I yeah. really do. I really do. I um, can see them Just because they don't have jobs well. anymore. Yeah, two yeah. beefy men, unemployed, nothing better to do. You know, why not just make love? So anyways, guys. It. Yeah. Episode 12, Battle for the Streets. Oh, yeah, I forgot to read the other movie. Um, that was one out of five popcorn buckets. Yeah, I'd give it maybe one and a half tires. All right. <laughs> Damien, Sandow, and Rey Mysterio face off to determine who is the most suitable to assist children and the elderly to cross the road. Wait, um, what? Do I not have this episode? Oh, on this oh, episode, sorry. I backtracked Rey Mysterio is a crossing guard, right? And then Damien's like, yo, bitch, I could do better than you. And he, um, they have a contest to see who is better at being a crossing guard. Um, not really. They don't have a contest. They're just fighting, like fist fighting. Yeah. About and then Damien Sandaya learns that whenever he holds the stop sign up, it stops everything in front of him. Like, it pauses time. Um. So Damien tries it on a truck, and the truck won't stop. Well, he tries it on a truck because it's, like, rolling toward an old woman crossing the street. Actually, yeah. the old lady from before, Rey Mysterio's grandma, is crossing the street. So Damien oh, Sandow runs over. He takes the stop sign from Ray, and he puts it in front of the old lady. And he says, stop, truck. But the truck doesn't stop. And so Damien Sandow oh, says, oh, no. Goodness. And he hops into Rey Mysterio's grandma's arms. And then Rey Mysterio is like, oh, no, my grandma... And Damien Sandow are about to die. I've got to, I've got to stop this. And so he leaps up into the air, grabs the telephone pole, and, and impales the driver. <laughs> Murders another the truck driver. Dead dude. Dunsky. Um. But this is only before Ray Mysterio's grandma says, "Oh, thank you, my darlings. You're so sweet." 
Um, and then her legs turn into a jetpack, and she flies she into outer space. Yeah, she farts into space, guys. I didn't know it was that. I thought her legs um, turned into the jetpacks. That's how the episode ends, guys. It, that's just the entire episode. Did Rey Mysterio not know his grandma was like an alien lady? I don't know. Maybe it's just some random old woman. He just calls it Wayla because she's old, you know? Oh, Very possible. maybe, maybe. Mysterious woman. But she was wearing a lucha mask. She's just part of the lucha club. She's part of the lucha club and she's an yeah. old lady and she's not Rey Mysterio's grandma. It's a, it's that the trope of haha. That old is woman can't do that. Too much suspension of disbelief for me in my Slam City, Stephen. Okay. Well, yeah. I like my Slam City reality, guys. Okay. Exactly. And that woman is Rey um, Mysterio's grandmother. So continue. Oh wait, we have to give ratings. Um, um two tires. Thought the twist ending made it up. Yeah, I'd give it. Ooh, I think the the twist ending really subtracted a few tires for me. Ooh. I think yeah. I'm gonna have to give it three tires oh my H. i know goodness um, I know, episode, I thir oh. episode 13 the finisher the finisher conspires to send mr mcmahon to prison and steal the wwe championship crowning himself as the champion hey guys um, so basically ever, ever an episode for you to listen to and really pay attention to the plot for this is it because mm -hmm. this is a this very is the first war episode, episode guys mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. realization of it now as lore keepers, this is where this is our bread and butter, Stephen. Um, mm -hmm. So the finisher. On this episode, a segment. the finisher is in Vince's office, but there's no T Rex head. So it's just an office, and he's like, well, "Oh, it's me, the finisher." Oh, the T Rex head has been replaced, Stephen, by a suspended safe in the middle of the yeah. air that is locked up, and supposedly inside of it is none other than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Because. It is implied that Vince didn't hire the finisher. No, the finisher's thing is he goes into random companies, takes over them by taking over their boss, right? And kidnapping them. And um, his dream, his goal of this mission of his evil doing is to become WWE champion. That's, that's, his, that's his thing. He just wants that's to become the champion. Of my WWE. dream too. And I also yeah. look to accomplish it. By kidnapping a billionaire um, um it's just too bad he doesn't realize that um firing everybody in the company means that like he just cannot well, get the title well he's it only one makes it hard to get the title because now he has to find who has it but i also worry that once he has the championship once he's able to find it he'll just be a paper champion because he has no challengers you know like bruno san martino like bruno san martino precisely i if, if you're gonna create a legacy you don't want it to be compared to bruno man that is mm -hmm. the worst. Um, that is the worst case I don't know what scenario. his goal is. Because he becomes champion, right? Like, who's going to wrestle? You know, it's just him. I don't think he wants to wrestle anyone. Like, but who's... can I also talk to you about my original theory? Because uh -huh. based off the first intro, because again, it's the same intro with the finisher for all these episodes. The first time right. I watched it, I said, that's weird wording. No. Why did the finisher say on behalf of Vince McMahon? I have a feeling the finisher is Vince McMahon. What's up? Berenstein effect I, right here, guys. I have a little bit of a feeling that that man might be Vince McMahon under the cane mask. Um, mm -hmm. And then, when he reveals the suspended box in the air, I'm like, oh shit, oh my I guess it God. can't be Vince. And Who so is then the finisher? I, well, then, at one point, Steven, the finisher starts talking like this. And I think, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, the finisher it's is Mr. Paul Kennedy. Heyman. Oh. 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 Um, 
Maybe one of them. I Maybe. was thinking more Paul Heyman, but it so could basically be. in this episode, right? The finish is like Vince, I'm gonna find your stupid title and I'm become champion. He goes around Vince's office, opens the the drawer. It's just a bunch of bricks. Um, he opens the safe, also just a bunch of bricks. And he goes to the door, opens it. It's still a bunch of bricks. It's like, oh shoot, well, what I do now? So then he grabs the map and sees where every wrestler is at, right? Post WWE. So he visits CM Punk's ice cream shop, right? He has like this giant magnet to attract the WWE title and other medals, right? And every time he does it, a bunch of coins flew into his magnet. He's like, oh shoot, I don't want that. He does this like five times with the magnet. We can't go into this much detail with everyone. Berto's coffee shop. He grabs the magnet. Nope, not that one. Then he goes to Kane's kitchen, grabs the magnet, and it pulls knives into him. That's a great name, Steve. The knives are fucking crazy. Let's talk about yeah, that Yeah, the knives shit. fucking murdered him, guys. He died. The Fencer's dead. He's not getting that title anymore. He's just murdered Let's himself. Go. Except he's crazy. alive. And then he walks out of the cafeteria and he pulls a spatula out of his asshole. Um, so. Good And then it content. cuts to John Cena in the auto shop. Because that's where he lives, apparently. <laughs> he that's does. where he sleeps. <laughs> he sleeps in the auto shop. <laughs> The job he just got, that's where he lives. And he, he opens his drawer and says, Little Tyler's like, Oh, sweet, sweet little baby title. Mine. And he kisses the title. And that's how. And weeks in the camera, I guess. Um, in lore, Steven. In lore, this is 2014. John Cena would be dating Nikki Bella. How do you think yeah? she feels about the fact um, that her boyfriend is so dedicated <laughs> to his craft? He is spending John! his nights. <laughs> well, I don't think. Maybe in this universe, right? Is she dating John Cena still, even as an auto repairman? Like, what is Ooh, her job in this? You think you she know? dumps him because she's shallow? She is definitely Maybe. a model because that's what she. That is true. Yeah. Maybe she's I, not dancing the stars. You know. Do you think she becomes a star without the WWE? Do you think Total Divas exists in this universe? Well, it already exists in 2014. So. But would it still exist? Because it's Total well, Divas, and there's no have- there's no divas. They probably have contracts with E that they have to write out, you know? So oh, it's maybe it's them. the finisher playing every role. <laughs> I was going to think it was just what we're watching now. This is Total Divas, but oh. it would be with the female Rumblers, you know, not the male ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're getting jobs? That's why we don't see like... any of them on this one. Because they all, they're all AJ locked Lee. into those exclusive E contracts. Maybe. Guess who wasn't on Total Divas? AJ Lee. Guess who was on oh. this show? Steven. We are the Lord oh Keepers gosh. for a reason. Boom, baby. <laughs> you think in this ep- you think in this universe, Natalia's like, so I got a job at Krispy Kreme, and that bitch Summer Ray fucked up my donut. No. Alright? I've been in this business for one day. It's a family legacy and you're ruining it, Summer Ray. I love that. E gets them the job. E chooses what their job is, and they put Summer mm-hmm. Ray and Natalia in the same Krispy Kreme, Steven. That is mm, good TV. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. I think so. Um, Steven, um, how do you rate the finisher's first segment to himself? Uh, I give it a five. It was pretty unique, you know? It's all about the for finisher, lore, building that story. Yeah, a lot, for a lot lore, lore purposes, I will also give it five tires out of five. Also, Five finishers. The, I, I was actually, I think I may, this is not me joking. I think I actually may have gasped a little when all the knives flew at him. <laughs> you <laughs> know? Like, emerge on a kid's show? <laughs> I didn't know was what like, was Y7 happening. Y7 kid's show? 
But what they they straight up show it. They show him pulling a knife out his back. That's some crazy no, ass shit. No, 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 the knife no, playing at him, but then it cuts off. You're lying. They, they, the spatula came out of his asshole, as I already talked oh. about. He pulls a knife out of his shoulder blade. Makes Steven. sense. That makes it was some sense. crazy ass shit. Um, um, episode 14. That's egregious. Between a rock and a pizza. Part one. Uh, when Mark Henry alone, and the... Five stars. Five tires. <laughs> <laughs> when Mark Henry and the rock get into a fight over a ridiculously large pizza, an animatronic penguin gets the better of them. Um, so this episode starts out with mark henry on like a a, a ski ball machine right he's like fucking he's destroying it and all the kids are like yeah that's awesome thanks for the tickets man and mark's like dude fuck off i'm on break mm -hmm. that's what i do that's what i do um and then, he's also, yeah he's on his lunch break yeah. right now guys yeah. at the chuck e cheese he doesn't leave the chuck e cheese he stays at the chuck e cheese and plays ski ball and eats pizza um as any what a dream grown man would uh-huh and um out of the oven comes this really big pizza and mark's like oh dude that's what i do that's my meal but then you it's hear you smell and then out comes the rock and he's like the rock has come back to eat that pizza and mark's like no that's my pizza mark, and the rock's like dude fuck you that's my pizza that's the episode guys that's the entire episode. Yeah, no, it was a really good episode. It was, this was honestly a really good episode because they they there's more to this. They end up fighting over who gets the large pizza because there there is so much more to this episode than you are giving it credit to, Stephen. This episode deserves so much more attention and love and delicacy than you are giving it. Okay, and that is because yeah. Mark Henry did order a large pizza with all the toppings on it, right? But mm -hmm. so did The Rock. Okay, but The oh. Rock is like, I ordered mine first. Mark Henry's like, well, I also ordered one. Uh, but then Mark Henry's like, okay, I guess it's yours. I'll just wait my turn for mine. And then a voice right. comes over the loudspeaker and it says, sorry, Mark, we're out of big pizzas. I was the last one. Oh, and Mark no. Henry can't take it. He says, Rock, I'm going to fight you for your pizza. And <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up. He And then the Rock is like, just bring it. And then D Dwayne and Mark start fighting for the large pizza. Um, uh -huh. and but but then as they are fighting, the angry little demon penguin robot steals the large pizza while they're distracted and runs out of the building. And then Mark Henry and the Rock are like, "Well, what are we fighting for now? That little penguin stole our what pizza. What am I even fighting for?" And the Rock's like, "Yeah, you're fighting for pizza with me." Mm -hmm. They they team We're up and they're up like, "Some penguins. We're gonna get that fucking penguin." And, and then, then the episode ends. To be continued. Um, that's huge. <laughs> it's like a nation of domination, like um, reunion. Hell yeah. This episode. You think that's intentional, or no. it just happens? It is absolutely not. The makers of the show do not know what the fuck the nation of domination is, even. But I will um, give credit to the actor, the voice actor playing The Rock, because it is the yeah. most similar to any actual wrestler out of the entire. An actual cast. wrestling fan. I think that's what happened. Maybe so, maybe so. They reference jabronis, or all just, that kind of stuff. He just likes the two fairy. That too, man. Maybe you so, know? maybe so. I get it, I get it. I do too. I give this one, for as brief as it was, I give this episode four and a quarter tires out of five. Ooh, four pizzas. 
Very nice, very Wallace. nice. High, de- very good episode. Also, Steven, when when I was saying, uh, if you smell what the rock, well, okay, when you said the rock has come back, I was imagining. I don't know if someone's done this before, but if not, we should be the first. Huh? Has anyone ever taken that clip or just a clip of the rock saying the rock has come back and just cut it after come, mm. where it's the rock, the rock has, has come. come. I'm pretty sure that's been on promo at least once, right? Or like some some segment where he's like at a diva, he's looking at her and like, oh, The Rock. You think The Rock has intentionally said The Rock has come and then a tight shot of his crotch. That would be awesome, man. Maybe he's like talking like Trish Trash or something, you know? Sable. I understand. I I think Um, it would probably be Sunny. I have to be This is not appropriate for children's TV, by the way. So we got to skip to episode 15. Okay. Between a rock and a pizza. Part two. That's Good. cool. Great. I love that these <laughs> Mark ones are sequential. <laughs> Mark Henry and The Rock put their differences aside to hunt down the pizza-stealing animatronic penguin and its army. Um, It's basically just that. The Rock and Mark Henry pursue yeah. the fuck out of this little penguin, okay? The penguin runs away. The penguin fights with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson is lured back into the Perky's Pizza where mm-hmm. an entire army of other penguin demons wait for the rock and then they're surrounding him and that's when mark henry shows back up but he's like Dwayne, you thought i was gonna let you fight this battle alone and then the two of them back to back you know they're their shoulders against one another the rock and mark henry the world's strongest man wipe out the army of penguins um and then <gasps> steven a storybook ending if i ever saw one oh my god the loudspeaker comes on and says, guys, we got more ingredients, and they all get to have a large pizza. <gasps> oh my goodness. I know. That's I crazy, know. dude. That's Rit- What a good ending. What a I happy know. ending for his show. Four and out of five I, pizzas. I'll give it also four out of five tires, just because it didn't have the excitement of the first one, um, but well, it, it was a nice, happy resolution. Um, kind of like the... Kane making the cafeteria and it, I, I think at the end of the episode, the, the children's soul go into heaven. Specifically. What children? Maybe, I don't know. The penguin army Ch- they destroyed? Yeah, I assume each penguin's like one dead child stuff. You're saying there. there is an army worth of dead children. Um, yeah. The, okay, so that the many... Penguins. Tens, if not hundreds of children have died in this Perky's Pizza. I mean, Ray Mysterio just murders people on his job. Those are large truck-driving men and women, not young children maybe. in a perky. Maybe pizza. they so- died. Maybe the penguins killed the children as their army builds. The penguins are are devious. They well, mm-hmm. won't there have to be an an original penguin? Yeah, that's the original perky, the main one, the one we saw. That was the first kid that died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they said, but also calling back too. to one of the episodes of Stone Cold and Alberto Del Rio. Alberto stretches over to Perky's penguins, grabs the penguin before it's introduced, and uses it to make the coffee cold. Yeah, I was kind of confused what was happening in that episode. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought he grabbed a shoot penguin and was no, that's what I thought too. From its inside. So apparently, these penguins—they're <laughs> dead children, robots, and they can make stuff cold. No, it wasn't making that's stuff canon. cold. It's straight up. That's where he got the coffee. He got the coffee from inside the penguin. Oh, they shoot coffee. They are coffee, coffee makers. Coffee of children. They are demon-possessed penguin <laughs> coffee makers, man. They're piss. That's what it is. <laughs> the piss um, comes out their mouths? 
Yes. Oh. Okay. Anyways, guys, episode 16, we all scream for ice cream. Why are we only on 16? Don't worry, we got like 10 left. <laughs> we got like 10 left, dude. Okay. CM Punk and Damien Sandai will battle to determine which is better, the value of wisdom or ice cream. Punk manages to lure Sandai into a trap with the monster cane, spoiling the episode. How do you feel about this episode, man? a very deep episode, okay? And there's a lot of implications. Um, mm -hmm. For me, what does that mean? And don't you like both these wrestlers? Who? Sandile and CM Punk? Aren't they like oh, I, I forgot I like Sandow. You're right. I used yeah. to love Sandow. You're kind of right. You're kind of right. But I, I mean an especially too. deep episode lore-wise, more to the point. Uh -huh. Because... CM Punk is, before Damien even shows up, he's just serving ice cream to Kane, right? But right. CM Punk gives him the ice cream, and it has rainbow sprinkles on it. And Kane is like, uh, Kane doesn't like rainbow sprinkles. And Punk's he's like, oh, I, I, can, I can take them off, bro. And then Kane's like, no, that that's silly. Don't even think about it. Um, and, and then... He's like, I kind of like the rainbow sprinkles, but if you tell anyone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat your ass, okay? I'm gonna murder you. If word gets out, I like rainbow sprinkles on my ice cream. This will be the last time you ever see daylight, okay? That's what he says to mm -hmm. CM Punk, right? And CM Punk right. says, Yeah, man, that's that's fine, dude. And then the cane goes off licking his rainbow sprinkles. Good for him, right? Subplot. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. And then Damien walks up, right? And he says, CM Punk. You are an ignoramus. And then CM Punk says, I don't know what that word means. And then they start fighting. Okay? As as, as any good brawl begins. Uh, and then, in the midst of their fight, uh, Damien gets the upper hand. Okay? And he takes the ice cream hat off of CM Punk. And he says, CM Punk, your days as an ice cream man are over. <laughs> Just it's took time. his job. For me Crazy. to be an ice cream, this is what Santino should have done. It's time for yeah. me to be an ice cream man. And Damien Sandow gets behind the ice cream booth, and he's ready to start collecting those tips, serving that ice mm -hmm. cream. And then CM Punk yells out from from the ground where he's all beaten up, and he says, "Oh my God! Did you hear? Kane Kane likes rainbow sprinkles. Kane's gay. Did you guys hear? Oh and then, my gosh, he's gay. Kane is There's a no member way. of the LGBTQIA plus community. Steven, IJ Styles Kane, is like quivering right now. He is. Kane walks up to the ice cream stand and he says, "I told you not to tell people I'm gay." And then he grabs Damien Sandow and he chokes him. And does, does he throw him into the sky or does he just beat him up? I think he just throws him in the sky and just kills Damien Sandile. Oh, shit. Rest in peace, man. But that's what you get for outing yeah. someone. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Rest in peace, Damien. I like it. I, they played into the meta of, of WWE because guess what? Mm -hmm. All those long hair, hair bearded wrestlers do look the same. Seth Rollins, CM True. Punk, Damien Sandow, Elias. Who could tell the difference? Well, maybe not. But who um, could tell the difference, you know? And so... Uh, very good inside really? reference. They just made CM Punk Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, he ate an it's ice cream character. cone, and he says, "What's mm -hmm. up, Doc?" Which was funny. up, Damien. Um, Damien's just a dick by the end of this show. That's his entire job. He's just a just a. He was a jerk. dick on TV too, though, like on SmackDown. He, he wasn't like a well. An the thing is, human being. Damien Sandow's character, right, is just CM Punk's real life character. So um, 
You're kind of right, Steven. Also, but CM Punk's character um, is also CM Punk's real-life character. Again, CM Punk... also true. ...in this episode that we just watched has outed Kane as being gay. So, mm-hmm. it's like, that's not a cool... Like, a good person doesn't do that usually. Fuck you, CM Punk. Fuck you, are not you, supporting them. Yeah. You can't come out to TV with an abortion right t-shirt. He is not an ally to women an ally or like gay us. people. Exactly. Yeah. So he out us. Next episode. All right. Next episode. Episode 17. Coffee Showdown. Alberto is shocked when Miz attempts to use the facilities without buying anything. So he challenges him to a duel. Facilities is code word for shitter, Steven. He wants to use uh, the restroom. Yes, just in case you didn't Yeah, Alberto's like, nah, dude, you gotta pay first, man. Miz like, shit, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, fuck you, I'm gonna kill you. Um, this is some real life uh, news, Steven, that everyone needs to know about. Just last night, um, I was waiting in a parking lot, okay? And mm-hmm. as I was waiting, I said, God, I, I need to, I simply need to relieve myself. I need to piss. And I looked right. around, I didn't know where I could go. But then I found a Schlotzky's, an Austin sandwich wow. eatery. And I went inside. I don't think it's just I Austin. Used, I you what? I don't think it's just Austin, is it? Schlotsky's? Well, it's their nickname is Austin Eatery. Like it's Schlotsky's oh. the Austin Eatery, man. You oh. you fool, you fake fan. Um but I go in. I never had Schlotsky's, I'm gonna be honest. That's really unfortunate. And Sorry. I didn't buy a single item and I used oh my gosh. their restroom. So They yell at you? Was it coded? Nope. I went nope. to a restroom once and it was like locked, right? And I asked the wings up employee, hey, what's can I go to the restroom? Like, okay. I didn't buy anything by the I just went to the restroom. I felt justified like, well, though using their the restroom. Point of the code? Without paying. Yeah. Because I have eaten at that Schlotsky's before and I mm. got a pizza. You got the receipt. You got a receipt for it. I did not have the receipt, but I got the pizza oh. and when I got the pizza, do you know what they forgot? What they forget cheese the red sauce it, it was it was they got a white cheese. pizza i know it because there was no you forget cream. the sauce no fucking clue but they did uh so we sat a very there important part of the pizza and we know? shared a sauceless pizza toast, <laughs> toast. it was to- it was garlic toast essentially <laughs> toast with no garlic yeah man <laughs> that's awesome it dude. was so bad because we didn't no. realize till we got back to my apartment so we sat there on the living room floor sadly eating our schlotsky's pizza being like you wow catch up on or anything this no man why no oh. i i i couldn't i couldn't um it was sad i paid um 14 or some shit for that so fuck them and everyone used their restroom they're in sunset valley here in austin texas um mm-hmm. See, also, at the end, um, the Miz manages to beat Alberto in the duel. It's like, all right, I gotta use the restroom now. But it turns out somebody is already in the restroom. No, it's not. That's what how happened. it ends. It says oh. out of service, bro. It doesn't say occupied. Oh. This is out of service, meaning the bathroom's broke. When Miz threw, uh, was it the Miz who wants to use the restroom? Yeah, the Miz wants to use. Well, oh, Alberto yeah. just works there. He's like, hey, dude, you gotta pay, dude. And it's like, I'm not paying to use the restroom, dude. What is, what is, kind of is this, Mexico? Like, Alberto is kind of a great employee, but maybe he follows the rule book a little bit. Maybe he's too, too great of an employee, you know? Yeah, because we can just let strangers use the, 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 the restroom, you know? We don't have to be safe. Maybe so... he thinks the Miz is homeless and doesn't want to support the homeless people. Ah, uh, I get city. Honestly, I kind of on Alberto's side again. So, Steven, oh. how would you rate this episode? That's pretty fun, you know? Three out of five yeah. um, Starbucks. 
Ups. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'll give it 1.9 tires. Ooh, I was the Miz episode fan. too. The Miz yeah. also says really, but isn't doing the Miz voice. It just says really, really, like he in that tone not, of voice. He's never heard the Miz say really before. The voice actor. Yeah, he just never. he just reads it like really, really. He read the script. Yeah, and he went in. That's his, own his way job, with it. you know. This is job. I guess so. He should episode do some 18. Work, though. Recipe <sighs> for disaster. Daniel Bryan visits Kane's kitchen. <laughs> I just called Kane's kitchen. In search of an old recipe. A Rey Mysterio designs on a food fight. The Rey Mysterio part was a split second at the end. Why the fuck is that in the Wikipedia entry? No, that's in the actual entry of the show. Um, that's so stupid. Guys, this whole entire episode is Kane. Again, he's beloved now by the masses mm -hmm. of students. Children love him. having ice cream day he didn't murder many uh, but he is having ice cream day okay uh mm -hmm. and he and 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 then but dan o'brien shows up and is like hey kane hey. i came here all the and also dan o'brien is accompanied by a goat uh he's a goat was, man back when it was funny to call daniel bryan a billy goat i don't know if you remember he still is the goat mm-hmm mm -hmm. And Daniel Bryan shows up, and he says, Kane, I want your organic hemp-based banana pudding recipe. And then Kane is like, all my recipes are dark secrets. And then Kane... Um, it's children. That's the recipe, guys. <laughs> that might be the recipe. But Kane, just from that, just from Daniel Bryan showing up and being like, Kane, I'd really love your recipe. He starts yeah. throwing things at Daniel, trying to murder him. Okay, the most dangerous foods he can find, he launches at Daniel Bryan, trying to kill him. And then, again, it's one of those tropes we talked about early on in Slam City. Daniel Bryan grabs some spaghetti and makes oh. an impromptu wrestling ring out of it for the Gosh, two of them. Out of spaghetti? That's crazy, dude. Out of No, out of spaghetti, bro. Oh. No. What's spaghetti, man. then? Isn't spaghetti just spaghetti? Baguette? Baguette is bread. No, spaghetti. Spaghetti. Oh, spaghetti. I said baguette. My no, bad, no, bro. baguette's French. Yeah, no, you're right. Bad. You're right. Uh, but no, he was um. using spaghetti for the ropes, and it was a wonderful time. I liked the one part where Kane was like, "Say hello to my little friend," and then the camera pans over to one he of the students. He gets little dudes. <laughs> dude's like, like, hey, what's up, man? Hi, my name is Bill. He's not. I think he's like a famous voice actor. That little kid, by the way, because I recognize Maddie that. Maybe raps. <laughs> yeah, is, that is, he like, is he like is he like um cat bug or whatever from was he like one of those you know, like, no clue it's just the one kid i don't know but the kid's like hi i'm Kaylee. um and then kane's like no not you and then he pulls out a gun and he shoots it at dane o'brien <laughs> and then <laughs> dane o'brien's dead he's murdered <laughs> no and then as dane o'brien's corpse lays there on the ground ray mysterio the crossing guard busts in through the doors of the cafeteria <laughs> and he says Food fight! And then everyone starts throwing food. He's tired over. of murdering people at his job. It's like, alright, other people have to murder too, guys. But this is just so crazy. disrespectful to Daniel Bryan and his memory. God rest his soul. Steven, yeah. how do you feel about this episode? That was pretty fun, you know? Two yeah. out of five um, spaghetti. Oh, two out of five? I was going to give it like a, a three and, and three quarters out of five. I feel like the ending just made no sense to me. You know, it's just Rainbow Series, a crossing guard. How did he get into the school? That's so creepy. He just walks into the cafeteria at the school. Like, who is this guy? I love the ending. I think it was this the mask perfect This man walks into a school. You've never seen him ever. That's so scary for the children, man. 
in America and Slam City, USA? You just don't appreciate good storytelling is what I'm hearing. Okay, Steven? No. So let's just Hang with on. this, dude. Let's agree to All disagree. Right. Episode 18. Recipe. Oh, wait. Mirror uh, Episode 19. Cool. The Wandering Nomad. Unable wandering. to find a job anywhere w wandering in Slam nomads. City. Santino wanders the streets alone until a happy accident puts him in the most unlikely employment. Is it like Batista? So, I walk alone. Yeah, you got it, Steven. Let's fucking go. Um, so basically in this episode, Santino's homeless. Um, <laughs> that's the episode. Oh, he's, yeah. Just, uh, he's just a homeless man. He has a he's sign like, that Oi, says... Oi, that's, yeah, that's his, what his sign, sign says, says "Will yeah. brawl for money." Whatever that means, I don't. Does that mean you will he's fight a man? I, I, I also, yeah, is that what it is implying? Yeah. He will brawl other man. people for you. He will do your bidding. Um, no one wants like no one wants to help Santino. Like, oh fuck you, you're homeless. It's like a, it's like a commentary on like what people act like in real life. You know, like when they say, "Oh, I donate to the homeless." They don't. Yeah. No one does that. You know. Yeah, which honestly, I kind of take back what I said earlier about Alberto Del Rio because it would be a double standard if Santino showed up and Alberto turned him away. Mm -hmm. So it's good he's turning away both the scum of the earth like Santino and also the good right. rich people like The Miz. So I just, I'm sorry, middle Alberto, man. for ever questioning you and your judgment. Man of but the San people, dude. The yes. hero of the middle class San like us. Santino wants a job, though, okay? And he is very sad he doesn't have a job. He is very sad that people are ignoring him. Uh, and as he's there wandering, I imagine like I had a bad day is playing in his head. You know, he's just wandering through the streets with a storm <laughs> cloud so over sad. his head. He wanders upon CM Punk's ice cream stand. <gasps> and it plays and... a song. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And then genius yeah. strikes Steven as Santino decides, I am going to start my own business. And immediately <gasps> next to CM Punk, he begins an Italian shaved ice cooler. And he's like, Italian ice, it's not as good as ice cream. It's pretty all right. But it's not as bad as gelato. So. Is it, no, it's sorbet. Is it sorbet? Oh, sherbet. You're right, you're right. Sherbert. Gelato is also kind of ass though, let's be honest. Is okay? it? Yeah, it's I can't tell the difference in like most like ice cream. It's so bad, it's so bad. Princess. Hey, did you know like ice cream at like stores are called ice desserts? Cause they're not like, they don't have cream in them to be called ice cream. Like legally. No, that's so Now you sad. know. Yeah. Or it's called like ice topping or something like that. Why do they put um, the uncrustables in the frozen section? Cause they need to be frozen, you gotta thaw them out. To keep what the is... shape of the uncrustable. That's not how that works. Yeah, cause if you take it out and refreeze it, don't fucking lose its shape, dude. It's a circle. So if you take... Yeah, if you take it out, it's always gonna be the perfect circle. You don't wanna be all soggy and shit. I love a soggy sandwich. I it's also like preservative. About. Like, it probably preserves it better too in the freezer. I guess so, but the same goes for fruit. We don't put the fruit in the freezer. You know, yeah, you do. we put it in the produce Bananas? section. Bananas? Bananas oh. are in yeah, there the is fruit. section. There literally is fruit in the frozen section There is bagged fruit, okay? Yeah. But these are not yeah. bagged, un well, I guess they are bagged Uncrustables, but they're, they're not. Bagged. <laughs> yeah. Your point makes no sense. What are you arguing <laughs> about? Well, it's You're not like cool one dude. bag full of a bunch of Uncrustables. They each have an individual little bag. Okay, what about like, what about like fucking pizza rolls then, huh? Why would you bag that? Why would you put it in the freezer? Well, yeah, they outside. should sell them fresh. You're saying what I'm saying. You're preaching yeah. to the choir, Steven. They should oh my gosh, when I worked at like section. Six Flags, dude. Um, you know like Dipping Dots are in baggies at some places, right? Or like gas stations. People don't know that they sell Dipping Dots in bags. Everyone just assumes not. like... 
Yeah, it's, they sell like bag dipping nuts at gas stations, right? For Yo. like mass retail release. Whenever people buy them in my store at Six Flags, they're like, shit, I don't want this. It's in a bag. That's not good. What the fuck, dude? Well, yeah, because Six Flags is confusing because they have a full-on Dippin' Dots stand just like a few feet yeah. away. And the picture's also like in a cup, so that makes no Ooh, sense. That's kind of fucked. Yeah. I, wh what gas stations um, serve the bagged Dippin' Dots? Because this is a revelation to me. I know um, Bucky's has Dippin' Dots. It depends. Dots, you need like a specific cool. freezer. You need a specific freezer for the Dippin' Dots one. Mm. So that's like a very ex expensive luxury gas station, like 7-Eleven. <laughs> Just like a 7 Eleven. <laughs> nice, right? Um, man. Anyways, the actual episode itself. Um, oh, no. It's, uh, um, Sam Punk's like, dude, fuck off. You can't do that. You're still in my business, man, of ice cream. And Santino's like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to become a politician. And he does. Santino becomes mayor in less than a second. <laughs> okay. And he's like, because I want to promise a free ice cream for everyone. And they're like, sweet. I love free ice cream. Woo. And then Sam Punk's like, hey, man, how are you going to give it away? Who's um, paying Santino's for like, the free ice cream? Um, Santino's like, shit. Uh, and then they all boo when they throw stuff at Santino. It's he a is commentary. The commentary for America's education system and college being paid for and people not wanting to be free. It is. It is. CM Punk mm -hmm. is tired of people asking for handouts. Okay. You know, he, he looks anti-Bernie. up to here with these handouts and participation trophies, Steven. Mm -hmm. Okay? And quite frankly, I'm on his side. Next episode. Okay. Actually, we have to rate it first. Um, I give it... Um, four ice creams. Oh, that was funny. I like Centene episodes because he's just wacky. I'll give it... Well, I'd like the start where he's homeless. I think that's really funny. Um, you don't like the joke ending where he's the politician in like two seconds? No, I'll give it three and a half what tires. All right, episode 20, best desserts in the world. When Mark Henry comes looking for some ice cream, CM Punk decides to provoke him, leading to his prized ice cream cart receiving damage. Listen, um, I, so I don't even know how to explain this episode because this was a fucking, it's, there's so much happened in such a short period of time. Do you have notes on it, Steven? Um, so basically, Mark Henry's like, oh, I want some ice cream because I'm done from work. Even though I'm pretty sure my place has ice cream at Perky's Pizza. Nope. You know, I want some fucking CM Punk's ice cream. So he goes to CM Punk's ice cream stand, right? And CM Punk's like, hey, dude, sorry, I'm closed. I can't give you ice cream. And then Mark Henry's like, what the fuck, dude? Give me my ice cream. I want it. Give me. And then CM Punk's like. Give me like, what I want. That's what he says. Dude, I'm closed. All right? I'm going home now, dude. And then they you, start you fighting. Well, you forgot to mention all the times CM Punk uh, was hopping inside of his ice cream cart. Like, he was taking yeah. his dinner break. It was a dinner break he was taking inside mm -hmm. his ice cream cart. He opened up the freezer and hopped in it, like, five times. It's like times an old apartment for him, you know? It is. This was and just this a Bugs is... Bunny episode, by the way, guys. That was the joke of the episode. That, that kind of was the joke of the episode. Also, CM Punk is kind of a dick. And before Mark Henry attacks him, he pokes Mark Henry in the eye. So he's kind of Yikes. provoking it, you know? Like real life CM Punk. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Also, they make Mark Henry the biggest idiot in this entire show. Like, make him illiterate. Like, he can't understand what closing means or, like, what ice cream is. And I have to ask, is this rooted in him being big or in him um, not being white? You know, is this racism <laughs> or sizeism? him being big. I think it's about him being a giant. Okay. But okay. I'm going to have to decide if not racist here guys i feel like maybe a combination i think maybe the yeah, creators like of slam city are uh extraordinarily racist is how i'm yeah. feeling based on this episode. just racist men making this show but that, i mean it's nicktoons after all 
there was a woman like as one of the main two creators so women are allowed to be racist too um, and i just i maybe they're not racist but i look at the optics of this episode and it's like what are we doing guys so, so basically guys the end Slam of the episode cm punk shoots a bunch of ice cream to see into mark henry wasting thousands of dollars in food and mark's like all right i'll eat it and he eats it for oh, free i will eat it <laughs> that's what he says you're so right <laughs> Wow, this episode was so cool, guys. I give it two ice cream cones out of five. It was um, great, Because man. of just the, uh, I think, the deep-rooted racism that's really on display here, I'm going to have to give it zero tires out of five. Oof. Sorry. Yep. Oh, yeah, CM Punk's ice cream stand gets destroyed, by the way. He is out of a business. Um, That is also <laughs> it is Maybe his home, too, because that's where he lives in this episode. <laughs> it is his home. This is devastating. Um, All these wrestlers shoot work where they live. Cena is in the auto mechanic shop. CM Punk's in his ice cream yeah. cart. You know, it makes sense. It makes sense. All when righty. you love what you do, Steven, you never work a day in your life. You have to understand. Episode 21. Resistant. Gorilla. Oh, fuck. When a these stinky gorilla... Ones refuses to take a bath at the slam city zoo before Randy, you proceed Randy, Randy. Oh, before you proceed steven this episode starts and the man walks down the corridor of the zoo okay yeah and i think th and he is talking himself <laughs> to death okay he's having a little conversation he's talking with to the voices in his head you he's know? talking to the voices in his head and i'm thinking to myself hmm is that who I think it is? Uh, is I said it was Kurt Hawkins. I said it was Kurt Hawkins. That's what I thought oh, it was. I thought it was Fandango. I'm gonna be. So I, that looked exactly <laughs> like Fandango. And I said, good for fucking Fandango. That man got his own starring role Making in this episode. money, baby. Working at a zoo? Because I knew in my heart of hearts, Kurt Hawkins did not work for WWE at the time. You know, long fire. Mm. Brian Myers. That was Johnny Curtis. Johnny Curtis, however, he was very that there. Was. Fresh off his win mm -hmm. against Chris Jericho three years um, ago. Um, and nope. So, it it oh. cuts to him. Randy Orton. I have voices in my head. And then um, it looks nothing like him. <laughs> like, it's, it's like no tats or anything. Looks nothing <laughs> Just like a him. Bald dude. It sounds nothing yeah. like him. This oh yeah, because is... Randy has like a deep voice, right? This really guy sounds more like voice. me. Um. He do if you were to ask who he sounds more similar to, the actual yeah. Randy Orton or my dear sweet co-host Steven, he does lean more on the Steven side of the spectrum. Because so basically, oh my Randy God. Orton is forced to do things the Viper way. The Viper. Can you way. describe what happened in this episode? He fucks a gorilla, doesn't he? <laughs> so basically, <laughs> he's like a zookeeper, right? He's like, hey, hey, lions, shut up, monkeys, shut up. And this one gorilla is just really stinky, right? He doesn't want to take a bath. So his whole job is to she, make the gorilla... She. Oh, she. He wants to make the gorilla take a shower because she's a very stinky monkey. And um, <laughs> when he manages to make the monkey go to the bathtub, the monkey pulls him in the shower with, and then she farts. Hey, guys. He smiles at so, Randy. Yeah, they're, they're fighting about the, the gorilla taking a bath. And Randy Orton yeah. finally gets the gorilla in the bath, but then Randy Orton slips on a banana peel and himself ends up in the bath. And then he says to the gorilla, as they're both there, half naked in the bath together, the gorilla's this is our naked. little secret, isn't it, Sheila? Um, oh, is I know. he fucking the gorilla? Well, then Sheila blushes and then kisses him. And, and then farts. And, <laughs> well, yeah, that happens too, I guess. But yeah. you have to wonder, as this episode ends, are there any further romantic implications for Randy Orton and the Maybe. gorilla? 
You think Maybe. it's like a very smart gorilla, like in Planet of the Apes, where it can talk? No. Or it's just a gorilla that's not sentient at all? Just a horny gorilla, Steven. Interesting. I mean, it's the Viper after all. Yep. You're um, so right. Next up, oh, I give I this also, episode one gorilla. I will also probably give it one tire. Wow. Oh. Wow. Oh. Episode 22. Who is the Apex Serpent? Still on his search for employment, Santino Morella ends up at Slam City Zoo, where he and Randy Orton get into a disagreement. So basically, Santino comes in, he's like, I'm gonna work at the zoo, but I also wanna eat the animals. And Randy's like, no, I'm an animal lover. That's my gimmick in WWE. I love animals. And Santino's like, fuck this you, I'm gonna cook what happened. the animals. This is not what them. happened. Santino said, I would really like a job. And then Randy Orton yeah. says, oh, I'm sorry, man. We're, we're not hiring at the moment. No, he says he wants to make it into like a burger. I think that's what he says. Something like that. But Randy doesn't care. Randy just says, yeah, we're not hiring at the moment, man. I'm sorry. And then Santino says, I'm sorry oh, okay, wage. well then fuck you. And then starts beating up Randy Orton because they're not hiring. There was no... Uh, Randy was not upset by, by the animal eating. What? Randy may encourage this. In this episode, Santino pulls out the Cobra, the most deadly weapon in WWE. Only one person has kicked out of it ever in the history of the company, and it hasn't happened yet. And who, who did? It was Daniel Bryan that kicked out. Yo, good for Daniel. Um, he doesn't use the Cobra. Um, and Randy's like, I'm gonna give you an RKO, and then it pans to like the most epic. Thing ever we are you Morella and it goes RKO on the screen in like loud bold letters and someone screams it no they don't it's like angelic singing it's like RKO it's really yeah. bad like it was not funny um and then Stone Cold pops up and oh, throws them both into cells that. at the zoo because he's the rattler that's no, what he does the rattler the rattler is a, a rattler six snake. flags he's the rattlesnake man he's He's yeah. a Texas rattlesnake, and he says, he's, yeah, he, he says, fuck you. Fuck you, Randy. You're not the apex fuck predator. You. Vipers suck. Uh, I'm going to throw you. I'm going to you. Just, <laughs> you're so good at that. I'm going to throw you in the zoo. Wow, I'm you like, are so good. Oh, oh my thank you. God. Thank you. Oh my, um, do your best impression of the 316 promo. I just want to hear it again. I love when you do it. John, as you lay there as uncomfortably as possible. <laughs> wow, you're so good at it, Steven. Um. um yeah, basically, Randy and Tim are both in cages. No, three snakes, because that's how many snakes are in this episode. A cobra, a viper, and a rattlesnake. The rattlesnake mm -hmm. wins every time. It's obvious. And the gorilla. I rate this episode one out of five tires. So, episode 23, Randy gets his goat. When an alarm and slams... Oh, there's a lot of Randy episodes in a row. That's crazy, isn't it? Three of them. When an alarm and Slam City Zoo alerts Randy Warden that a wild goat is on the loose in Goat Mountain... He jumps into action to wrangle the beast. This episode starts with Randy Orton in bed with the gorilla. In um, bed, guys. This is post-coitus, okay? Exactly. Very hard and, and Randy very Orton fucks animals, guys. This well, is canon. At least one. We don't know about that. We can't slander Gorillas. Him. He's into gorillas. At least one gorilla named Sheila, at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um... Which is um, disturbing. That because again, I would at first I was like, is there an implication that they're fucking? And then this episode happens, and I'm like, there is a heavy implication that they are fucking, if not an outright admission. So yeah, 
I don't know personally how to feel about that. They they really they, they fell in the controversy in their later years did Slam City with the racism, the homophobia, and now the bestiality. It's like mm -hmm. where do we go from here? It started out so wholesome with Kane murdering just a couple of children. Yeah, why are we into the Xuphelia <laughs> shit, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, so basically in this episode, on the alarms of the zoo, someone says, Randy Orton, there's a goat on Goat Mountain. Get him. And there's who could a the goat be? Goat, a loose goat on Goat Mountain. Yeah. And so Randy rides Sheila the gorilla over to Goat Mountain as one does. They arrive at Goat Mountain and there are a bunch of goats. And I think to myself, <laughs> are they all on the loose? Or is this their habitat? Is this where it's supposed to be? It's got a goat mountain for a reason, guys. No, man. Nope, this it's is... Daniel Bryan. He's the goat that they want because he's a man. And you would think, why did they issue a red alert about Daniel Bryan if they think he's a goat? The dangerous and... man, dude. But he's That's just he meditating on top of Goat Mountain. Yeah, and then Randy tries to beat up Daniel Bryan, and I forget how this episode ends. This might be the sloppiest, laziest story yet in Slam City, because Randy just shows up at the top of Goat Mountain. Daniel Bryan is there uh -huh. chilling, okay? And then they just right. start fighting for no—there was no reason. Not a one, okay? And just, then— Daniel Bryan's just a dick in this episode, too, you know? He's trying to, like— He is, but it's property. kind of redeemed when Randy Orton starts lifting up the stray goats— and pegging uh, them at Daniel Bryan and missing, sending the goats off of the mountain, flying to their death. And murdering them. Uh-huh. <laughs> dropping them to their death, dude. It's awesome. He is, before then doing the exact same thing with the real Daniel Bryan, throwing <laughs> him off the mountain. never ever again. He's, He's dead. dead. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's legit dead. It was it's never awesome. Seen again. It is kind of awesome. It is kind of awesome. Um, Rest his soul. Steven, five goats out of five, dude. Five. <laughs> I will say it was the best zoo Murdering. episode. For sure. Oh, you don't like the zoo trilogy? I've given them one star each so far, Steven. <laughs> what do you mean? I will give this I love one the zoo trilogy. Three. This was the one that confirms the, the bestiality, though. I'll yeah, give it. That's why I give it five out of five. <laughs> okay, I'll, give it, yeah. I'll give it three tires, man. Um. <laughs> Episode 24. Guys, Surround we are so pound. close to being done. I fucking and promise. Stadium beating part three. Seamus and so Brock Lesnar roll through a variety of movie Wait, genres no, we before didn't they finally this. We're skipping. winding up official. back to Slam City, much to the audience delight. I like the part where they go through different movies and then the audience starts clapping when they get out. That was so cool. Um, Zero out of five tires didn't watch. Episode 25 finale. Part one. As John Cena closes up shop for the night, the finisher is cut off his hand in the cookie jar, sealing the WWE Championship. Cut off his hand in the cookie jar? Why the fuck would he do that, bro? That's a know. really fucked up thing. So remember in the last time we saw the finisher back in episode 13, titled The Finisher, guys. Alright? He somehow discovers that John Cena has the WWE championship in his drawer in the auto shop in John Cena's bedroom. And the finisher just takes it. But then John Cena comes like, hey, brother, you can't see me. I want to beat you up. And the finisher's like, dude, I have every finisher. That's why I'm called the finisher. And he does every finisher in John Cena. Like the choke slam and the attitude adjustment. That's and then it. He, he takes off on a jetpack. That's the episode, the guys. But the guys, it's the moment you've all 
been waiting for, okay? This can only be overshadowed by the the, the second part of Alberto, Del not Alberto, Sheamus versus Brock Lesnar, okay? Guys, mm -hmm. we have the finale of Slam City. Steven, the finisher Episode has the... Oh, sorry. Six. Episode finale. The finisher Part two. has the WWE Championship freshly stolen from John Cena's bedroom slash auto shop slash garage. You gotta let me, you know, let me do the description. I'm just getting the audience ready and excited, Steven, okay? Okay, okay. Go ahead and give them your description. Wait, can I spoil what happens in the episode, actually? <laughs> Wait, I did? Oh, no, no, you the, mean the this description. Okay, fuck the description. Fuck Wikipedia, guys, because John Cena okay. is there. He, he, he's looking for the finisher. So he shows back up to the empty WWE arena from which live wrestling shows used to be broadcast, but no longer because the finisher has taken over. Okay. And so Cena's like, where, oh, where are you finisher? And then the finisher comes on the big screen and he says, John Cena, you have fallen into my trap. And then John Cena gets dropped from the ring. I don't really remember what happened, Steven. I'm going to be honest. Um, huh. But either way, he gets wrapped up in the ring of doom, which the finisher reveals is a ring of fire and electricity and slippery ground. And so... That's scary to set the scene. John Cena it fell into a trap, scary. man. I know. Oh, you don't want to but take then. it? I, I can explain the rest. The finisher no, is, the rest. is yeah, up yeah. there on the pedestal, and he's he's looking down at Cena, and he says, huh? John, I brought you here today because I want to tell you about my backstory. And huh? then he starts saying his backstory, and I am actually interested because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fucking finally an explanation. Who is it? Who is the finisher? What's his and story? Then, as he begins to speak, Stephen, if you smell, the rock emerges from the rubble. He shows up behind the finisher. Is that the Seinfeld intro? What are you doing, man? That's the rock song. <laughs> what, the what? The rock says. The rock says. I mean, I guess. Yeah. No, I was um, so the rock intro, pops man. out of nowhere is right because they had a wrestlemania match of john cena once um, twice twice <laughs> you know so once in a lifetime um, though he's in the fast and the furious movies at this point i think i think right no clue man i don't know and they just beat up the finisher um right that was sure. cool um they, they go into the vault bad. with yeah he gets like they fucked. And then guess how they, they send them off? Guess how they get rid of the finisher after they beat him how up? How do they get together? rid of him? How do they kill well, him? Well, they send him into outer space. Thick. Um, then they go into Vince's office, into the vault of Vince McMahon. They open it. Nope, it was just the recorded message of Vince McMahon. And the finisher plays the message. If you're watching this, you just defeated me. The finisher. Well, I'm still out there. And then John C's like, okay. And he throws the... <laughs> you gonna say something? Yeah, yeah, I got a lot to say, Steven. I got yeah. a whole fucking lot to say because I was excited that this means that my theory that the finisher might be Vince McMahon is still alive and well. Because when they opened yeah. up that vault, like you mentioned, there was no Vince inside. There was just an iPod <gasps> playing 
really unintelligible bitch noises. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. And then it's the message where the Punisher or the Finisher says, um, yeah, guys, this, this little iPod is about to self-destruct. If I couldn't be oh. the WWE champion, no one can. And then John's just like, oh. He throws it into the sky. It collides with the Finisher. And then he gets Nick. murdered in space. It becomes fireworks. The WWE fireworks logo. So I don't know if I'll ever have it confirmed or not if the finisher was Vince McMahon. Well, we'll never know because he's dead. Passed um, away. His body was just spilled into a million chunks in the sky. So yeah, <laughs> that's Slam City, guys. Woo! Let's go! Yay! Steven, I can't tell you, you how happy I How'd you feel about Slam City? I think it's my least favorite episode of Following Lucha we've ever done. What? Um, what do you I mean? It was awesome. It was I loved the it. worst time i've ever had preparing for an two episode. episodes that's four minutes of content right there we missed out man the worst time i've ever had re re preparing for following lucha it was yeah. miserable to sit through none of it was funny <laughs> i can't even be like oh yes now i know more about the wrestling lore and about wrestling history because i don't yeah and in reality how the lord of the finisher who is he? I'm he's just there i guess Weird. But I'm just going to fucking trick myself and create false memories. So in 20 years from now, I'm going to be like, what about that one time CM Punk outed Kane as gay? You know, and think yeah. it's real life. Because I'm just, what I'm not going to remember. What about that time where Ray Mysterium a truck driver? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, guys. Yeah, guys. This um, is tough. That's the entire show, guys. Next segment. No, not the next segment. We, I oh. feel like we got to decompress before we get to the next segment. Okay, deep thoughts, deep thoughts. I just, I'm really happy it's over and done with. I'm glad I never oh. have to watch Slam City ever again in my life unless there's a season two, which, oh. God willing, there is not. Uh, Steven, do we know why? Like, I know you mentioned it was a marketing scheme for the toys, but beyond yeah. that, was there any real explanation for why this needed an animated series? Because I feel like it's well, very expensive. It's like a kid's commercial. That's what it was, you know? But I was the ideal target. For this, or right? when you're 14, I was 13. Um, but I like was five-year-olds. I was buying wrestling toys. Is the point okay? That's what I mean by the ideal audience. I was a child buying wrestling toys, and never yeah. once did I know they made stretchy rumblers. So this marketing what? campaign was a failure, and they Locked. probably dumped so much money into getting an animated series made. You know, on Nicktoons, the most dedicated channel to cartoons. On Nicktoons is right, man. And the WWE Network. We cannot forget. It's only $9.99 a mm -hmm. month. Guys, I miss the network. Uh, so, Steven, I want to ask you a question. When yes. I came to you and I said, dear sweet co-host, we need to have an episode that is not Lucha Underground. This was one of the first things you sent me. Why? Yeah. I remembered one episode of it. I think it's the Steampunk Ice Cream one. Well, like don't worry, there ago. were fucking five CM Punk ice cream ones. Yeah. So pick your poison. Which Was it the one where he outs Kane as gay? No, I think it was the first one. With um, I wish it were the dial. Santino one. It was the most confusing experience you ever had in your life. As a homeless awesome. Santino wanders the streets. Also, that lady was AJ Lee, by the way, at the pizza. With How do you know? With face on it. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Um, it has it AJ Lee in the credits. Nothing like AJ because her hair was so short. I think it's a retire black t-shirt. I, I guess. Whatever, Steven. Um, what, guys? There's more Slam City comics. 
Web comics produced. We didn't read them. Why were there how many? Um, I don't know. Probably enough to get a mention in Wikipedia. Steven, That's cool. How many web comics were there? I don't know. Maybe we got to read like the actual WWE comics, you know. Cuz they made more web comics for WWE Slam City than were made mm -hmm. for Lucha Underground. I'm going to shed real tears, okay? Because those Lucha they Underground mean. comics were sick as hell. And you just don't understand. WWE comics are pretty cool. I love WWE comics. I thought they are pretty fun. I didn't even they know they like, comics. One of them was like explaining why Roman got booed, like in canon. And oh. it's like Roman watching his dad and he's like, Mommy, why are they booing him? And the mom's like, dude, people may not like everybody. Remember, you just gotta be the big dog. <laughs> you just gotta be the big dog, Roman. It's true, it like takes it to this day of him getting booed and Dean getting cheered or Seth getting cheered. Like, they'll sense. never understand his pain of the big dog. This makes a lot of sense. I have one Undertaker comic, I guess. But that was from like the 90s. There wasn't an emotional backstory about a little kid not understanding. Um, yeah. Which is sad. We're gonna read we're gonna read the WB comics? No. I'm pretty sure they're free on We will read the Lucha right. Underground ones though. That is confirmed, mm -hmm. guys. That's season episodes. two of the season five of this show, guys. I have season one five of the, the only podcast. printed versions of the Lucha Underground comic books. So I am cool. Stonks. Let's go. Um, Steven next, next I guess we can then. finally get to the week of what happened when Slam City premiered. Like um, I honestly bah. this Bow. You're wowing bow. so soon. What are you bow. doing? We're Dang. gonna wow in three, two, wow. Hey guys, welcome. You're not what? the host this week. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm not the host. I let you host. take the reins with all the Slam City talk. Okay, but you fine. are not the host this week. Fine, you can. You are so then. silly. You are so silly. Take the hosting mic, man. Do Take you it. appreciate Take how it, we punk. spent two hours talking about Slam City when the entire show hours. was less than an hour? <laughs> I do. Oh my god, that was awesome, dude. Either way, we're going to talk about wrestling from the week of March 16th, 2014, which is when Slam City debuted, Stephen. Okay, when it first mm -hmm. aired. Uh, the features. And this is exciting because this is about a year earlier than the other week of we usually do with all the lucha underground wow. timeline and this means one thing and one thing only steven we are in Brad what the brad maddox era of let's WWE. go let's go he is currently oh my the goodness raw general manager as we head Yo. into wrestlemania season steven and i couldn't be more excited i Big miss fan. brad maddox on my tv screen every week when is he <laughs> all elite if he does become all elite do you think they're gonna do like a reference to him coming on the title what why or... why who who oh mjf may say that you know you're right you're right how do we know he can be like it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be like when the acclaim being like yo listen yo yo um we're gonna hide the titles before you come um something like that or how whatever. how is this a recurring bit on the show how is steven like the does the acclaimed a recurring bit man just like the acclaimed, I, man. you know you, yo, listen. you want yo i just I worry because you bring it up on the podcast every week and you do your rap, but I fear that yeah. in between each rap, you never practice, you know? Yeah. We what never see improvement, and I personally would what? love to see you improve. I'd love to see Dude, you reach the Dude, you got a freestyle, man. 
restyle him. Bro. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe you can hit us with another you freestyle, are. Steven. You're hitting. You're hurting my ego and no, my, just go for it my again. musical just go, talent. Go for it again. Okay. You know. Yo, Rap listen. This me even. This me. Yo, yo, you look like Brad Maddox. You probably come like your mom. Okay. Why is this a a diss? Like you said, diss on you. Yeah, I oh. know, but how's that a diss? You said I look like Brad Maddox and I probably come. Yeah. And then something about my does. mom. Yeah. Yeah, but like I don't mom. mind looking like Brad Maddox and also having a working there. functional penis. You know, mm. like these sound like You're very really true. both things I don't have. You know, and I would really. Wow. I know, I know. <laughs> I would love this Man, life that you're proposing. We're just all jealous of Brad Maddox, dude. Let's be honest. That's what and we really got from those leaks years dick. ago. We, we really? all learned that Brad Maddox is better than all of us. Yeah, penis wise. Right. Penis wise, specifically. Either way, no. Steven, the Brad Maddox era is here. Uh, but let's not talk about WWE. Let's instead talk about wrestling news blog ladies' favorite subject. Uh, yes. Aside from Shayna Baszler and mixed martial arts, and that mm -hmm. of total nonstop action. Steven? Whoa. I love this. Impact just had their lockdown 2014 show, okay? Yeah. And at this show, Big huh? news. Oh. MVP. Bobby Lashley? Oh. Is Bobby Lashley. He's still there, right? He's been there. Yeah, he's still there, but that's not the big news. Like, no, I guess he did return at lockdown 2014. But the big news is that MVP showed up and he has won the rights to the company away from Dixie Carter. MVP what? Montel Vontavious Porter is now uh -huh. the president of Impact. Okay, this is March, and his this reign happened? in charge. Yeah, I didn't know either. I did a whole little Wikipedia deep dive because his uh -huh. reign as as the manager of TNA lasts from March until June, and it ends because he eventually turns heel. Does MVP, and right. as a corrupt, uh, I feel like you'd be healed figure. by taking over the company. I feel like it's a pretty heel move in itself. He took already. it over from Dixie. Oh. You have to understand, Dixie is not this beloved figure, Steven. Makes but sense, that makes sense. I'm MVP eventually turns heel, and he's yeah. like, I'm a corrupt bad guy now, and I have power. So what I'm going to do with my power is exactly what a bad guy would do. I'm going to give myself a title match, because I deserve one. And so at the pay-per-view, it's going to be MVP versus the Impact Champion. Who it is, I have no idea. But before the match takes place... MVP is yeah. injured and is no longer able to compete in the match. Uh, and then eventually he's just kind of replaced with Kurt Angle as the general manager. So, Oh my. This Kurt... Is he general manager or is he doing the company? Uh, well, I don't know if TNA really distinguished at the time. You know? It's okay. not like there was a Raw and SmackDown. This, this was all impact. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, poor it's not like MVP. AW, you know? MVP was apparently supposed to be, like, their guy. Like, supposed to become their world champion. And then... That's he crazy. simply got injured. Yeah, that's so sad. I mean, it's it's better, you know. I feel like that way. It's better. It's better that he was injured. No, not champion in the face of their company. Why? Um, I don't know. Are you saying because he's it. an ex-convict, an ex-criminal? You're saying that they no. don't deserve a second chance and they can't be the face of a no. company because of his past? No, I never. That feels that. a little bigoted, Stephen. I feel like you're the one who's making this up, you know, filling in my mouth with No, he was in prison. You don't understand. He was in prison. I, I think you're implying that I'm a racist. That's a documentary? Yeah, it was a documentary. It was an episode of The Wrestlers on Vice, Stephen, 
the man he went with mvp to the prison he used to be imprisoned at okay and they were talking about what prison was like and then they followed him on the indies for a few days and then he had a death match with sammy callahan so good well they didn't show the full death match but there was blood and sammy Mm. callahan as much as he seems like a not great person in real life he's a very good wrestler steven that's all you need in life you know it really is it really is look at alberto i know i know um so did you know by the way that mvp and maybe this is common knowledge and i'm just dumb did you know that Uh mvp and bobby lashley worked together in tna yep how um because i saw it clip from oh that's christian highlights that's why fucking christian (laughs) mark Mm -hmm. wasn't even in the company yet but yep he's not in the company at that time but yeah no i think i saw like a thumbnail once like some like um what's it called ec3 promo or whatever i don't know uh-huh. Sometimes Very the CNA cool. clips just pop up, you know? I don't know Very who anyone cool, is. Steven. Like, Menagerie? Who the fuck's a Menagerie, you know? I don't care about them. How dare you? You don't know the Menagerie? Yeah, Crazy Steve, right? I yeah, mean, Crazy Steve. What are you talking of the year. about? And I think some, like, large bald dude was there, too. I don't think it was Luke Gallows. The main guy. That. Um, yeah, there's, like, some hot girl that they got. What was her Maybe, name? Like, no idea. Melody? Menagerie, maybe? Shoot. I don't remember her name. I know the Menagerie, Steven. Let's go. Um, But either way, Ultimate Warrior is the more important news here, okay? Not in Impact, not in TNA. This man is over in WWE, Steven, okay? And what's notable is that the Ultimate Warrior is currently penned to be going into the Hall of Fame this year, in just a month or so, actually. And it's right about the time that we start announcing who all the people inducting the nominees are going to be, you know? And... Who could it be? Ultimate Warrior took to his Twitter account and he said, Guys, she finally accepted it. She finally said yes. Linda McMahon is going to induct me into the Hall of Fame. Oh my gosh. Why, Does that happen? Yes, it happened. Linda did did induct the Ultimate Warrior. But like, why, why did he request that? She's just known by everybody, you know? But you, you figure Ultimate Warrior must have at least one or two friends that he doesn't need the boss's wife to induct him. What do you mean? Well, I mean, Linda McMahon inducted the Ultimate Warrior into the Hall of Fame. You know, why wouldn't, yeah. uh, say, a... Maybe Hulk they had a Hogan. romantic relation, you know? Or, that's well, Hulk Hogan's a racist at the time. Not at the time. That's a year later, Steven. Oh, before he was racist. Well, but he was... Ultimate again. Warrior like Hogan? Oh, I don't think Ultimate Warrior was ever racist. I think he was just horrible to women in the LGBTQ plus community. Mm. I don't um, even like Hogan, though. We're taking his spotlight. He might fucking hate Hogan. Most people do, Steven. Most people do. Um, but either way, that didn't stop Hulk Hogan from inducting Macho Man Randy Savage. You forget. Right, you yeah. Forget. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> if you remember, me. this is the reason Scott Steiner got into a fight with Hulk Hogan's wife at the airport. Steven, oh, how quickly right. you forget these things. Mm-hmm. All right. You know. Exactly. We This podcast really exists to keep the Hall of Fame lore, if we're being mm-hmm. honest about things. I like yeah. the Hall of Fame as much as drama, and it's just like a title someone gets, and that's really it. It really does, because all these old guys are getting back in the limelight, you know? They want to make the most mm-hmm. of it. But yeah. Ultimate Warrior... Like Beth Phoenix. ...says Linda is my girl, and I think this must be because they have fucked, right? They... You think? You think I've been shared? I don't think it was Vince's choice. I think Vince doesn't even know to this day, but I think oh he my. might suspect it. 
you know? This is yellow and journalism right here, dude. This Crazy. is my fantasy booking, okay? This is uh, what Okay, is. that's fair. If Ultimate that Warrior makes, was that's still alive... Not, that's not as bad. If Ultimate Warrior was still alive, this is how I would book their angle on television. Um, right. Where, yeah, Cuck Vince angle. was cucked. Was, was cucked by Ultimate I think Warrior. He would, I think Vince could make himself in a cuck angle and still look strong out of it, yeah. I feel like. I worry, Steven, that if we were put at the helm of a wrestling company and the creative team, we would have yeah. multiple cuck angles ongoing at all times. And it'd just mm -hmm. become a little confusing. You know? I think it's a reality, too. You, you're saying it would okay. mimic real life. Yeah. The immense no, number of cuck angles. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Maybe kind of like the first polyamorous like wrestling organization. What does that mean? Does every wrestler has to be other. willing to fuck all the other wrestlers? Mm-hmm. Huge okay. orgies. Wow, who would we're be the first included, person? Though. No, we're, we're the bookers. We can't get involved in that. Who is the yeah. first wrestler you would invite to your polygamy group? Like our our, our main one? Like yeah. the main? Bam Bam Bigelow, I feel like. Bam Bam. You know? Okay. So this is fantasy. This is pure fantasy. We're going back in time. What year? What year is this? Well, if Bam Bam is alive, it has to yeah. be like at least before what, like twenty oh nine, you know? So okay, we can have Umaga. Let's, let's do 06. 06 fantasy. Six. We have Bam Bam and Umaga just slapping meat. That is your dream um, scenario. Who else could I put? I need some Roman representation, right? Um, Victoria. Why Victoria? I, don't, I just thought of her theme song with like um with Nicki Minaj in it. For some reason, Nicki Minaj is in Victoria's theme song. No, Cardi is it Cardi B? It might be Cardi B. In Cardi B is in Victoria's theme song. One, of, it's one of them. You know this? Wow, Cardi B was a child when Victoria was on television. Oh, season. maybe it's Nicki Minaj then. Nicki Minaj was a child when Victoria was on television. Season. No, or at least a twenty-year-old. No, no, they they had their song in WWE. It was crazy. Like they're in it. Steven, who do you think Victoria is? Victoria's um that one, Tara right from TNA. Okay, so yeah, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj did the theme song for Victoria. Yeah, that's not that's that's not a joke. In what year? Um, what year? It's the one's like I'm no lady to mess with. Woo, go that one. Two thousand one. Two thousand. How old is Nicki Minaj? I don't fucking know, dude. How do you not know Please. that off the top of your head? Nicki Minaj, That's... age. She's forty. Nicki Minaj is 40, Steven. Yeah, why would you doubt me like this, dude? You're I thought she'd be like early 30s. I didn't know she was you, that old. I am sorry. You are a buffoon for doubting my wrestling knowledge, dude. She was still like you a 17-year-old. the journalist. She oh, was still you. like a 17-year-old when the song came out. So child labor, I don't... It's weird that you're kind of approving of that, Steven. So um, <laughs> let's yeah. move on. Mm -hmm. I like the mm -hmm. other song with Victoria. It's like the, the other one. I don't know what it's called. Dude, she has I don't. Theme song. I it's don't think good. I've ever seen Victoria on TV. I think I've seen me like, her trading cards, and oh. maybe she was in a women's Royal Rumble. You're seeing a terror run on nope. TNA. I have not. Oh, she was partners with Brooke Tessmacher. Do you love Brooke Tessmacher? Love Brooke Tessmacher. She's me awesome, too. dude. I like her finisher where she shaves her her ass into their faces and wow. moans. Well, seeing That's her how finisher. Invested you are in the knockouts division, Steven. I didn't write yeah. this down on my week of, but it stuck in my head. Uh, Angelina oh, no, Love. No, should have run down. <laughs> Angelina should have run it down then. Has returned yeah. to Impact. That's oh. it. Oh, okay, oh this is big. I'm sorry, That's bro. Crazy. I know. Have you ever? Yeah. You know TJ Perkins, right? Our boy TJP, rapping yeah. um the land of the Philippines. 
Um, he once tweeted out, I finger-banged Angelina Love Yo! for 15 minutes. 15 minutes? That is he, some endurance. He tweeted about him finger-banging his co-worker on Twitter for everyone to see. I don't know why for you would do 15 that. 15 minutes, though. You're you're really burying the lead here, Steven. Oh, my God. It's just really good, you know, at finger-banging people like his co-workers. Cool. I'm sure his current also likes, wife and baby mother, uh, also, Arya Blake, really appreciates it. He also likes um, saving fan fictions of him and other wrestlers to his computer. I did hear this as well. That's also canon. Good for TJ, man. He's living his best life. I feel like, like that was an early topic for, for following Lucha. We got into that like episode one or two of the fan fiction. This Dang. was exciting times. I know. This is great, I dude. Know. We're repeating our topics now because we're, we're running out, you know? Let's go. Well, let's not repeat Steven. Talk about. We need no. to talk about the Yes Movement hijacking Raw in 2014. What? That's I not know. part of Slam City. You have to imagine. How could two massive events, do this? two seismic events in the world of wrestling happen in the same week like the release Why of Slam City? Why would they do this, dude? And Daniel Bryan hijacking Raw. And That's where the Dabukis were. I know it wasn't. No, it wasn't. That was, that was retirement, retirement from sadly, a, a couple years yeah. later. But Steven, I, I thought to myself, wow, this is kind of an iconic wrestling moment. You know, they always show it in the video packages where all the fans are in the ring and their gray Daniel Bryan t-shirts doing the yes. And I thought, let me watch this just for just for the episode, you know, kind of get a refresher. And huh? I, I was reminded of how I felt at the time. My feelings, I think, are still true of how they were originally. This huh? segment is very awkward. This segment... Well, it's just... It's just a bunch of people in the ring cheering yes. Right? Awkwardly. Well, they're all, like, getting into the ring really slowly. You can tell they're not actual fans hopping into the ring because they're all they're wearing just, like, the same t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, they're very cautious about what they're doing. And it's just, like, all a bunch uh -huh. of middle-aged, bald, white men stumbling into the ring. Well, they chose the all the neck-beardy-looking men. They did! Yeah. They did. And then JBL is just screaming the whole time, Call the police! Call the police! As just these non-threatening beta men are, are entering the ring, Steven. It's a wonderful time. Awesome, dude. Yeah. I'm a beta I man, so. so I can also relate to these guys. Would you have gotten into the ring with Daniel Bryan? No, I'm not the right race for this. You're not, you're not. Well, they did have a couple of African... You're not African-American. I apologize for that. I'm but not. they did have some African-American individuals in the ring. Notably, the one scrawny guy that was just, like, rubbing up on Daniel Bryan the entire time. I don't I know what he was doing. I in that situation, man. You know? Yeah. He did saying. meet the bald quota, though, which was good. Wow. You know? There's too yeah, much yeah, hair yeah. in this. Let me get rid of some people. Exactly. That's what Triple H said. Um, exactly. Well, no, Triple H said, Oh, Daniel, I can't believe you would have fans get into the ring. And because of that, I'm going to give you a title match at WrestleMania. And so. <laughs> no, he did. And he said, You're going to wrestle me at WrestleMania. And, and then, then get a title if match. You win, you'll get a title match at WrestleMania. You're so right. That's You're crazy. So right. What a great event that was. Remember when CM Punk was going to get this spot and then didn't want it anymore? Yo, Steven. Wrestling sucks, okay? Oh. I 2014 wrestling was bad. Maybe worse than pandemic era raw, you know? Like it's really pandemic bad. was like really weird because they were really experimental during it. Yeah, and some like, of very it was experimental. Cool. Like what's it called? Shane McMahon's was it Raw Underground? That shit was awesome. You know, <laughs> like the strip dancers? Hell yeah. That's History crazy. will be nothing but kind to Raw That's Underground. Almost debuted, man. That was awesome. And Baba Tunde, don't you forget. Okay. Mm, and Commander Aziz. Well, of course, of course. These big men. 
Yeah. Steven, uh, outside of the Yes Movement hijacking Raw, uh, more oh. on the dirt sheet side of things, we have some big oh. news. Because Dave My Meltzer gosh. has reported that there was an internal leak of who WWE views as their five biggest stars heading in to the rest of the year after WrestleMania. Okay? How do you leak this? This sounds like really easeable information I get. It's, yeah, just look at the TV every week. Who do you think are the biggest people? You know, it's oh not my gosh. that tough. John Cena? There's no way. What? Okay, yeah, Steve, name crazy, the five. Dude. Name the five. You got one of them. We got Cena. Who else um, is on that Randy list? Randy Orton. There you go. Who else is on the um, list? <laughs> shit. Batista. <laughs> oh, no. Batista was gone. He leaves after Fuck. media. I thought he but was close. in the company at the time. He was, he was, but again, this is the list for who's gonna be the number one for the company after Mania. And Blue Tista oh. leaves after Mania. But so that like was a good Daniel guess. Bryan then, right? Daniel Bryan. We got two more. We got two more. See, what the fuck are people complaining about then? About Bryan. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? He was always featured on TV, you know? He was, he was. Um, you got those final um, two? Fuck, I don't know if Roman Reigns is part of this yet. You Shit. got it. I'll give it to you. Roman's oh, there. Oh, fuck Roman's yeah. There. Let's go. One more. One um, more. One more. Think five-star matches. Or think a five-star match in his entire career. <laughs> Sheamus? There's no yeah. way. Let's, Let's go. go. Yo, the chat, Sheamus, baby. Go. More five-star matches than AJ Styles. Yo. That's, that's that all I actually. true. Okay, <laughs> I don't think God. that's true at all. Holy shit. But, like, does it really matter if, like, the Dark Order can get a five-star match? Or, like, Jungle Boy? The Dark um, Order got a five-star match? I don't know. I know the Jungle Boy <laughs> got one for that They might get a five-star match, and that's enough for you. Okay. Hey, you know what Dave likes? He likes six-star matches. Six-man matches, you know? <laughs> he loves the six-star matches, too, though. You're yeah. not wrong, Steven. He's, he's made, like, what, three of them in his lifetime? It's crazy. What does six-stars mean? How is it one-star better than five-stars? <laughs> what does that mean? Good. It's a What's good the extra match? credit here? You just don't get it. You just don't no, get I it. No, I don't. It's like 40 minutes long. You just... You, you don't even know. You probably haven't even watched the seven-star match between Kenny Omega oh and Kazuchika God. Okada, so... Is it just the same match, but, but like, longer? Um, well, it went over an hour, so... How do you watch a match for one hour? Like, there's so many rest holes, I assume, right? They're just dead at that point. How do you watch a match that's over an hour? And then, how do you pretend to enjoy a match that's over an oh hour? Oh my gosh. Okay? Like, I get tired of matches like five minutes. You know? That's a problem. I know. It's a problem. Maybe I just don't have attention spans, you know? Maybe I'm like a Zoomer. Just, I only watch TikToks, you know? I don't have enough patience to watch an hour-long match where they I understand sleep it, for most of it. I understand it. Maybe. Um, but you know what? You know what's maybe more suitable for us in the content that we need to be consuming? Maybe those hour-long wrestling yeah. matches are too much. We need to get back into watching music videos. You know, like a quick three, four minutes and we're done. We're out, right. you know? Right, right. A great way to start this off um, could be Trey Song's uh, Na Na, Steven. Do you remember this song from 2014? Na 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 Na. Were you about is that to it? Say, na, 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 goodbye? Because that is not <laughs> yeah, that the song. One. Okay. Dang it. What song um, could this be? I don't really know. I had never heard it before, but it has over 250 million views on YouTube, which is okay. That's pretty decent. That's, you pretty, know? Nice. That's pretty good for pop What's song. notable about it is that starring in the music video is Tasha none. Banks. Is none other than Nikki Ambry Bella. Fuck. So close. Sasha was... What? Sasha was had to have been like a teenager back then, Steven. 2014? I think... Well, maybe very early 20s. I don't know. Is she even 30 yet? I think she might be like 29. 
And this, okay, maybe early 20s. You're right. Maybe. No, she had a dream and she made it, dude. Not yet, she though. Did. She did. You're right, Steven. Can you Google Sasha Banks' age 2014? Just for confirmation. Okay, Sasha, we, we can just subtract the number, right? Right now, she is 30. 30? Um, She's so old. No, right? So what we're taking away eight years. She was 22. You think 22-year-old Sasha was about in the you. Trey Songz video? I mean, possibly. You know? I don't think so, because she looked like a nerd back then, you know? She you was think? Like an indie. Yeah, remember like Aaliyah's video of her before she was in WWE? We're like yeah. in that territory, you know? What did she look like before? Like indie Sasha Banks? Not like current Sasha Banks. Not like Mercedes. Oh my god, that's Sasha Banks? What the heck? I know, right? Crazy. So I know, I don't think Trey Songz was inviting her to the music video, but again, Nikki and, B and Brie, they were there. They were killing it. They got 297 oh. million views. And I know we remember the song dearly, fondly. But Steven, something we remember even more fondly is, of course, yeah. the episode of The Talking Dead that aired this week. <gasps> is one with CM Punk on it? This is CM Punk's first appearance in any public capacity. Oh my gosh. walking out on WWE almost a month they later. they mention that he was a wrestler or just some dude? Um, that's a good question. I wonder if they called him Phil on the show, because that'd be fucked up hey, if they did. Phil, how do you feel about this episode of The Walking Dead? Let me see. That'd be so sad. This is before oh. I watched The Walking Dead too, So I think I, wa I watched oh. it later this year. I watched tough. it like a year after this, like the first two seasons. I like season one a lot, and season two I just despised. No. Um, three I never finished. I just thought three was like, oh, I had enough of this. I'm gonna turn it off now. That is devastating so you weren't oh, watching i'm glad enough. i stopped but how are you place, gonna have the I... context for the cm punk episode of talking but dead? what season of what season of the walking dead is this if this is 2014 it had to have been like season five or six that's too much walking dead it's just zombies <sighs> what else can you do what can you do you don't understand because they had the one guy from everybody hates chris on and oh he died i saw that i saw that. yeah Spoilers. But that was around this time, Steven. So I want to get the girl from um Nate um not Nate what is it Nate Nate that one show Nessa Classified School Survival <gasps> oh Guide. Oh my God, she's still on Rosita. She's I, still alive. Serrados is her name. Yeah, she's still goodness. Alive. She's alive. She had a baby. She's had multiple love interests die. But God, she is amazing. Oh, she's just Maggie. Is she just like Maggie too? Um, n no. no. Well, well, maybe. Now that you say it, oh. um, I like um Carl's um love interest, the little Enid. Yeah, before she got murdered. How did you didn't watch that far? You don't know who Enid is. <laughs> I was just like saying yes. I'm oh. at this point where like I can talk about anything and say something, and someone else will fill in the blanks in for me, and I just like agree to it blindly. It That's where I'm at this point. I just know how to talk to people like that, Listen. you know. The the final episode that Carl was on was sick, okay? Guys, this is a Walking wow. Dead podcast now, sorry. Because the entire episode, they play Bright Eyes' uh, first day of my life throughout the entire thing, and it's sick, okay? It's the through line of the episode, and it's very right. good. Right, you have right. to understand, Steven. Don't you love yeah, that yeah. song? Don't you love Bright Eyes? I love The Walking Dead. It was so oh, good. Oh, my God, you fake fan. Remember, so like, way, in the first season where they were hinting that it was, like, a government thing, and they never talked about it ever again i feel like them going to the center for disease control should have been a way bigger event than it was you know yeah they go there and it's like hey guys you're actually all infected 
Um, and then the place blows up. Tough. And then the it one was, lady like, just hinting. chooses to stay there. Remember that? She's committed suicide. It's hinting that, like, yeah, this shit is, like, some government secret, you know? Well, yeah, the government nope. man committed suicide. Nope. Um. <laughs> well, fuck you. Well, That's you just the setting of the show, just, man. I, you don't get it. Walking Dead's too deep for you. Steven. It is too deep. Steven, what is also probably yeah. too deep for you is Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery because the DVD and Blu-ray box episode? set combo pack has just come out in Walmart stores. Fuck yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I can handle two Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery podcasts, Steven. There's two? I Well, I already have one under my belt from like 2017, uh, you know? So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Great stuff. Great stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, it, it came out and it's in Walmart now. Apparently it hasn't wow. officially been released, but people have been seeing it at Walmart. So that's what guys, happens. They break street dates sometimes, you know, if it you really want stinks. an early copy of Scooby-Doo WrestleMania mystery, go down to your local Walmart. When is that it's episode important. of the podcast happening, man? Sin Cara's in it. Sin Cara is, I'd, I'd sooner, Steven, before we do that, we should just straight up buy the two pack with him and Scooby-Doo. And is then- that rare? We do a review. Of course, it's rare. Scooby Doo is in it. Yeah, and I don't know Scooby Doo was like that. It became rare expensive. after it became a meme, you know? After it became a thing on wrestling Twitter, which is bullshit, okay. quite frankly. Yeah, fuck you know? wrestling Twitter, dude. Stealing our fuck content, bro. Wrestling Twitter. Um, um, Steven, even bigger news also coming mm -hmm. out of this week is that not only have we seen the release of Scooby Doo WrestleMania Mystery, but. Yeah. The news of Mickey James' pregnancy was also <gasps> announced. Oh my gosh, she's pregnant with Magnus's kid? Well, listen, this was a mystery for a little while. Whose kid is it? Whose kid is it? Because Magnus and Mickey James had broken up. But <gasps> Mickey James confirmed that they are having sex again and they had a baby. So. Oh my gosh, good for yep. Magnus, dude. Good for Magnus. I don't know when I said maybe it was intentional. Again. I don't know. Two dicks, maybe it was but... like an unintentional pregnancy. You know, I'm just you think so? Why would you imply that about Mickey James' child? That doesn't make Mickey James' kid feel very good. You Mickey know? James, there's a lot of history in the WWE. You know, that's profound. She has a lot of Being history. Hardcore country. Network. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, she had that one photo shoot that we don't talk about. What? Um. That was Mickey more James than a photo so. shoot, man. That was that was a whole video set. That, that was not a locker room. Oh my you god! Crazy. I know. I know. We're not supposed to talk about this. We're not supposed oh, to talk about it. Well, no, that one was not a leak. That was her consensually being like, "Yes, I want to do porn." You know, for money. For money. Yeah. yeah. You're saying no one. You're saying you know what? Because we know what I just money? thought of. What? You ever seen like that one like weird sexual wrestling video of Seth Rollins where he's stretching, like sexually? No. What is what, it's how? crazy so like it's like a fetish thing where people watch like wrestlers stretch out and like moan and they're like I wrestling while moaning singles, it's so like, weird there are solo sessions like thunder rosa actually does it where like yeah she, like she has a promotion and you can pay huh? her to choose like two wrestlers and it can even be her and they'll wrestle wow. a special match just for you and you tell them things you want them to do pay-per-view but it completely falls into like fetishism you know so that's rollins, Seth rollins. Stretching, yeah, by himself. Like, maybe by himself. I don't know. Maybe it's <gasps> did some you other see that video of Sasha stretching? Not sexual, but that might be the same. No, never mind. no, 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 no. no. The sexual. Sasha video came out this week. 
Sasha Banks has a man in Florida that she gets stretched out by. And if Mm -hmm. I am Mikaze, I am very concerned. But she gets stretched out by this dude on a regular basis. And this time they posted photos. And he has her tied up like a pretzel, hang her in Uh. the air, like ass to crotch. It was some crazy shit, man. I'm not exaggerating either. I'm not even close to exaggerating. Like it's more explicit than I'm describing it. It's crazy. Oh, there's Naomi. <laughs> Naomi was also there. This is true. Oh. But, um. You're stretching. You didn't see this, Steven? This was all over <laughs> no. Twitter. This was all over Twitter. Oh, my gosh. You oh, fool. my gosh. He's bending Naomi, dude. He is or she is? He is. Oh, man. This is crazy, dude. This Poor is good Naomi. content. Poor Naomi. Yeah. It really is. Um, So, guys, go Sasha, stretch thanks. out Sasha getting stretched. And then, mm-hmm. final bit of news I have from 2014 is that... I'd love to get uh, split, says Zaya Brookside. No. You would love to get split open by Zaya Brookside? Well, that's what she commented on the video. Oh. Okay. That's cool. I was going to ask you a question, Steven, that given that we are deep into the Brad Maddox era of WWE, mm-hmm. what do you think the main event of SmackDown this week might be? Sheamus versus Senkara. Ooh, no, no, no. That might have honestly been earlier in the card. It sounds vaguely familiar, <laughs> that match. Um, but the Yellow, main event. Sheamus. Yeah. This is maybe one of the most exciting matches I could possibly, or um, yeah, personally think of and put on paper. Um, mm-hmm. Steven, it was two giants, two behemoths going at it. Two stars of wwe slam city does that give you any hints as to who might be in the main event um ray no not ray he is not a um, behemoth unfortunately daniel bryan he is kane. not a behemoth okay you got one of them kane, kane versus big, big, show. big show yeah let's, let's go, go baby what a match dude what a banger apparently the shield came out at one point to try interfering but then kane oh, no. and big show fought it out anyways they were like fuck you shield we're gonna ignore you and so yeah I love the shield. They're awesome. Yeah. Did did the shield fight the New Age Outlaws at that WrestleMania and lose? Yep. Because that's crazy. No, they won. Oh, okay. That's less crazy. They came with, like, the the face masks. You're sure that the New Age Outlaws didn't win? No. Okay. I'll take your word. I just, I feel like I remember watching WrestleMania 30 a couple years ago. No, they beat Cody Rhodes and Goldust for the title. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 That WrestleMania was bad, by the way, because the top of the card was really good. You know, Brock versus uh, Taker, Cena versus Wyatt. Yeah, the greatest match of all time. Hell yeah. And then the triple threat with Daniel winning the title. But everything else is such a steep drop off. Like you have Wade Barrett versus Sankara. I mean, not actually, but like that kind of match, you know, the entire wow. card. It's really fucked up. Justin Gabriel versus Sin Cara. What a banger, That's dude. That's a cool match. That's a fun match, Steven. But either um, way, this has been an episode of Fall Lucha. This has been Falling Lucha. We watched Slam City, regrettably, and we'll never have it. to watch it again. So, oh yeah, guys, no current event segment this week either. We're already two and a half hours in, and this was a pre-record. Get tricked. Yeah, fuck you. So, fuck you. <laughs> Hey guys, we'll if you want back. to help support the podcast, give us five star reviews on Spotify, Apple, Podcast, 
maybe subscribe to the YouTube channel, like the video, comment if maybe. you want. And if you want to help even more, you can help support the channel by donating to us on Buy Me a Coffee. Is that what it's called? Something like that. But what's most appreciated is if you could follow suit uh, with the last person to leave a comment on our YouTube channel um, and just say that I am beautiful. Uh, shouts out to whoever that dude was. Uh, he, very nice. He said, JC is uh, is beautiful. And I agree. Mm -hmm. And Not more me. people should be talking about it. Steven, you always get the attention in the comments, okay? Let some come True. my way, okay? Mm. They say, it's oh, so Steven's epic, the best know? Pokemon player. Oh, Steven True. always has the W takes, you know? If mm -hmm. someone calls w me takes pretty... Steven, that's what they call me. <laughs> that's what they call you. <laughs> that's what they call me. Remember when I said Jeff Hardy had a shit debut and I wasn't wrong about that? <laughs> Let's go. Where is he now? You're right, Steven. Where the fuck is yeah, Jeff now? Yeah, where is he now? Is he injured still? <laughs> is he actually just still injured, Jeff Hardy? Um, I think he's, like, getting sober, like, in reality. <laughs> you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yo, come for that MGF promo. I feel bad for MGF, by the way. He's even fucked. I feel I a politics. little bad. But, like, he'll do okay. He's making money yeah. now, too, which is good. So, mm -hmm. I feel good less bad. Yeah. Steven. We'll be back next week with more W takes and more following Lucha. Uh, until then. Bye, everybody. <laughs>